In the Pits is sponsored by Hustletown Paintball. Hustletown is a brand by Jason Tinsley of Houston that is all about representing Houston paintball and highlighting its local talent. Head to hustletownpaintball.net to browse their selection of casual wear and use code PIT10 for 10% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message GetDat underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a GetDat Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at paintballkumite on Instagram. Welcome everyone to episode 47 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we'll have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. In this episode, we are going in the pits with Matthew Davies, the man behind Matt the Gym Rat on YouTube and player for Carolina Clutch. Matt, how are you doing this evening? I'm good, man. I'm excited to be here, dude. I always enjoy sitting down with, you know, like-minded individuals who are content creators and, um, you know, trying to push the word of paintball and just expose other people to, you know, this awesome sport that we play every weekend. I mean, it is absolutely an amazing sport, and I feel like this is the time to be as far as you know media in the game of paintball. It's never been better, and there's just so many creative minds out there just pushing the sport out there in new ways. Yeah, dude. It, I mean, the amount of growth that we've seen over the past like couple of years, especially because of short form content, um, it's just been insane because, you know, there is so much action packed uh, moments in paintball and the fact that more people are wanting to capture that. It's really it's a uh, it's helping the game for the better. For sure. I mean, we're seeing the results of that firsthand. Lots of more uh, younger people, especially kids, teenagers, they're coming into the game in droves that, you know, women are coming into the game more and more and uh, just all around. A lot more people in the sport, either playing it, supporting it, watching it. Uh, it's a good time. Yeah, uh, it's just it's it's been really, you know, it's been a good a good uh, experience from my end of being like on that push to being behind everything that's been happening. Um, 
uh, I don't like to take credit for it, but I definitely was, you know, like one of the first people to to kind of hop in there along with some of the other guys that that uh, a lot, pretty much all paintball players who play competitively know, you know, on a on some type of content creation level. Um, but yeah, just to kind of start it and you know enjoy it, and that's really the only reason that kept me going is because I like doing it so much, and now it's just became, you know, this fruit of my labor has just kind of worked out pretty well. Yeah, in a lot of ways, you are leading the charge, not just within the paintball scene, but getting the word, like expanding it to the general public. You're leading the charge in a lot of facets there. So we're definitely going to pick your brain a little bit on some of the things like how you're doing it and other ways that the rest of us can do it, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it, man. I'm always down to, you know, help people grow. So sweet. So let's get started. Uh, So getting started with uh, your most recent events. So these past two weekends, you're coming off of back-to-back weekends of events. Uh, this past weekend was the Carolina's Premier X-Ball League uh, second event. And then before that was the NXL Lone Star event. So yeah. uh, tell us about it. How Did you have a good time? How are your experiences at those? Oh, dude. It, anytime you get to play paintball, it's a good time, right? Like you could go 0-4 and, and still have like some type of fun out there with your buddies or getting a, you know, even just shoot shoot gaps sometimes. It's just a fun thing for me to do. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed both of them. Um, uh, for the the Lone Star, um, you know, we weren't satisfied with the finish that we had, but uh, overall, like all of the guys on our squad uh, played really well. I was very happy that like anybody that went out there was contributing um, and that we didn't have, you know, like this week leak or anything like that. Um, and unfortunately, we ran into <laughs> ran into you mm-hmm. and uh, the rest of the Titan guys, and uh, y'all were our kryptonite. So definitely um, looking forward to talking about that. But yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. Texas was crazy. That was the NXL Texas was the one event I was looking forward to because I had never played in an NXL event in Texas. So that was the one that I was like, if I'm going to one this year, and I'm guaranteed I'm going to one, it's this one. So that I made sure that you know I was coming to Texas, I was going to enjoy myself, uh, which I have every single time I've been there. So. And then the the CPXL is right in my backyard, so it was in Rock Hill, which is uh, the field that we play at, practice at. Uh, so it was a good time. You know, it's a thirty minute drive from my, my apartment, so it's pretty easy to get there and just hang out um, on Saturday, watch D five and D three guys, and then uh, go out and play D four on Sunday with um, the group of guys that I have, which is it's always a good time with them. Um, I chose to play with those guys simply because they were my friends and not because you know I thought they were good players or anything like that, which is says a lot whenever you know you can go out and win you know with a group of guys that you consider to be friends um and just really grow and and uh love the sport and so i, I really enjoyed it oh well, uh definitely a good showing there uh for both events really i mean making sunday at nxl especially with the cut from prelims to sunday for nxl in division three we went from 29 teams down to 12 they yeah. only took the top 40%. So, uh, I mean, even just getting there just says, hey, you are a good D3 team. You belong uh, definitely competing on Sunday. So props to that. Just Even just making it through that cut is difficult. Yeah, it, it's no joke. I mean, um, that's that's the goal of every single team when they come in because you can never guarantee that you're going to make Sunday at an Excel event. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, your program made, uh, you know, with the one, two finish over at, uh, the Carolina event the weekend after. So, uh, Carolina clutch is definitely looking strong so far this season. Oh yeah. That, I'm really proud of all the guys that, uh, that went out there and competed. Um, I think we had five, five teams in total in that, that, um, 
in the CPXL event. So, uh, you know, overall it was, uh, it was a good, good turnout. And, um, even the breakout guys, Carolina breakout, they're still, um, under the clutch team and, uh, under the, the clutch name, they got first in the D3 event. So, um, just overall, you know, really happy with how all the Carolina guys are playing and we're, we're, uh, representing the organization really well. For sure. And, uh, I mean, even the start of the season, getting a third place in Florida with uh, your D3 team. So I'm sure that y'all are going to keep it rolling throughout the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. We got we got a fourth, but uh, it's still, you know, like showing up and, and even making it that far. It was um, I was really happy because uh, I was unsure about the whole entire squad coming in. Um, we had practiced against each other, but I had never played with the actual like D3 clutch line. Um, until that event so it was a it was a good turnout um, and those guys were super receptive to me and my brother coming on and kind of suggesting things that we should do and it really helped us grow so it, it's it's a you know it's a marathon not a sprint and um, I feel like we're we're running it running it pretty well right now for sure all right so uh, let's back up a little bit for uh, especially for my listeners who are mostly based in Texas maybe they don't know so much about you or who you are what you do so uh, tell us how long have you been involved in paintball? <laughs> Whenever I tell people this, they're always like surprised. So I started playing in 2018. Um, that was when I started, you know, going out pretty religiously. I came home from spring break, um, uh, in college and I had just been playing video games a ton. And my brother was like, yeah, I went out and played uh paintball last weekend. And I was like, dude, you didn't tell me I would have came home a day early. Um, and so kind of uh, that that happened the next weekend we went out and played and I was just like, it's just like playing video games. You know, I was big into R6, so I was doing the jiggle peaks and everything on people out there. Um, and people were like, well, you're one of the best players out here. I was like, dude, I've never played paintball before. I'm just out here playing it like Rainbow Six. Um, but uh, but yeah, and ever since then, I've just kind of been hooked. My brother's like, you want to start a team? And then we started the 843 and um, I'd always made YouTube videos. And so whenever we started playing pretty seriously in 2019, um, actually practicing and going out and uh, playing tournaments. He was like, you should make videos. And so I took my GoPro out. Um, and those videos are all still up on YouTube. If anyone ever wants to go back and see uh, 22-year-old Matt, uh, you know, just in the infancy of making YouTube videos and, and starting out his paintball journey, you can, you know, go back there and see all that. But yeah, that, that's pretty much where it started playing in uh, Charleston. And then eventually we started traveling around and playing other places. But, you know, it all started back in my hometown in Charleston. Cool. So you've you're still fairly young in the scene then. Uh, so oh yeah. You played with the eight four three. You started that up with your brother. Uh, what other teams have you played for over the years? Man, I've got a laundry list now because I just like playing paintball so much. Um, but yeah, the eight four three is the main squad for I believe up until twenty twenty one, and then we kind of fell apart because like we had you know seven core guys and two of the guys uh moved away another guy couldn't play and it was just kind of like you know you're sitting around with with three to four guys it's kind of like okay we either pick up some people who were not as you know we don't believe in as much or you kind of hop on with another team so then we hopped on with crisis uh so me and my brother hopped on with um crisis d3 and that first event that we played with them we got um second at world cup in division three so um, that was kind of like, okay, maybe we can make this work. You know, obviously we didn't win it, but I mean, second out of the, the, the I think 50 some odd teams is still a really good finish. Um, and then unfortunately last year, we just didn't produce like we thought we would. Um, so we, we went two and two at every single event. 
that we played in last year. Uh, we made Sunday once. Um, and then this year, you know, um, Clutch has been my main team for NXL. But I did start playing with Clutch in 2021 for the CPXLs. Um, so uh, just hopping on with them. I wanted to play more paintball. I knew that, you know, in order to get better at paintball, you got to play more. So I was like, all right, uh, I'm going to hop on and, you know, play as much as I can. And so I started playing with Clutch in 2021 in the, the local leagues. And then eventually, you know, it's just like, this is basically my home already. I might as well just make it my home all around and always be with the guys that I've been with for the past, you know, two years. Gotcha. I mean, it sounds like you're just staying close to home for the most part. And I, uh, you know, and I think that getting to play, especially with your brother, uh, is just such a cool story. Uh, and how has it been like having a sibling that not only plays in the sport, but he plays on the same team as you? Yeah, it's uh, it, <laughs> it's like the one person I can yell at and like call names and and it's okay, you know. Like if I argue with anybody else, like yo, chill. But if I start arguing with my brother, people just kind of sit there, and let it happen. Um, but he's he's been a he's been a, a main contributor to not only like the team's success on all the teams we played on, but to my success too. Um, definitely one of my harshest critics, um, as I am his. Um, but we're always always on each other about trying to be better and to work harder. We'll sit in discord and watch paintball. You know, we go out to the field. We used to just do drills and get on each other about like our elbows sticking out or, you know, uh, you're, you're rolling too far out on your snapshots, uh, just things like that so that we could really dial it in. And I think it's, it's been, you know, a better experience for the both of us. And at the end of the day, when you get to like do things with your family, it, it, it's a, it's a difference, right? You know, um, a lot of times like your family is just seeing them when you go home or whatever it's holidays but you know i see my brother pretty much every weekend um he even comes up and stays with me on like weekends that we don't have practice so that we can just do drills and play some points but uh it, it's been a it's been a really good good time and it's cool that i have somebody that that i grew up with you know close to me that i can share that experience with yeah absolutely uh man i wish my siblings played uh, i i tried to get them into it but they're just they're just not into it and yeah you know, it's not for everybody yeah, and that's fine. I'm like, hey, at least y'all tried it. You know, you tried it once. I I did have a funny story with my brother who uh, he's a freshman in college now. Uh, he came home and he wanted to come paintballing with me. And he he'd always like I would I would bring him out, give him my setups to use on the rec ball field, but he had never gone on the speedball field with me. And finally, he's like, all right, I'm gonna play speedball because that was about the age that I was when I started playing speedball with the Texas Longhorns. And he was like, all right, what should I do? And this was when the World Cup layout was still up on the field. So I was like, all right, I'm going to give you the simplest job on the field. You're going to go up the middle and uh, you're just going to look left. And if you hear if you hear the code cowboy, you're going to run around and shoot this guy in the back. And uh, so he's like, all right, he went up there. No fear. And we're playing with some D5 walk-on guys that I, I don't really play with. And I just hear like, in the middle, in the middle. I'm like, where where in the middle? What do you mean? And uh, someone from, he's not, some other guy who's not even playing the point. He's like, I think he means the cowboy. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> cowboy, cowboy. And then I sent my brother around. Of course, there's nobody there. And he just gets <laughs> shot by like four different people and oh. just walks off. He just uh, is covered in it. And then after the point, he's like, 
man, that sucked. <laughs> but you know, all credit to him, he played out the rest of the day. But uh, yeah, not the not the best first day of speedball for him. So oh, I'm I'm happy man. that your your day was a little bit better. You got everybody telling you that you're the best guy in the field. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely different whenever you're you're going up to a, a wall basically the w where your job is to bunker out the guy on the other side of it and then you've never played before and your first time doing that you get absolutely demolished because there's nobody there but um but yeah i mean the, there's so many there's so many ways to, to take it but that that's cool that um at least your brother gave it a shot because at the end of the day you know you you can still have fun playing rec ball and stuff like that um me and my brother still talk about it. We're like, man, we need to go out and play rec ball because all we do is play speedball. You know, every weekend we'll go out and do drills and do whatever. But um, rec ball is always a good time. It's a big stress reliever, I feel like, compared to speedball where it's kind of like a, a need to perform um, a lot of times. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, next time you're in Texas, you should come down to X-Factor. X-Factor has some really nice rec ball uh, fields. Like one of our fields has like uh, – literally the alamo recreated and uh it's definitely a big attraction you know we get hundreds of rec ballers every weekend coming to come play it so definitely a field you should visit yeah i want to i feel like i want to do a series of trying to like go to the best fields um obviously like flights and everything is uh is one thing but like x factor is definitely on the list of of uh fields i want to go to that i feel like would do well as a video because i've seen ronnie and them uh whenever he went out there and they played a uh, rec ball that one time it looked like a lot of fun so i guarantee I'd, I'd have a good time out there for sure uh real quick everybody in chat i see we got a couple of y'all in here welcome uh we're gonna look at the questions from the chat toward the end of the show so if there is something that you want to ask matt get your questions in and we will go over them towards the end of the show so uh, this next question is brought to us by Hustletown Paintball. Head to hustletownpaintball.net and use code PIT10 for 10% off of your order. So Matt, I know you haven't been in the game, but you know, four or five years at this point, uh, but what are some things that you've noticed have changed in paintball over those four or five years, either for better or for worse? Man, uh, I feel like, I, I don't know how it was before, but um, I feel like there's there's this big talk of everyone wants to get paid and um obviously like there's a there's a, a content creation aspect uh which is the biggest thing that i see um you know it, it's hard to be monetized whenever you're making content for paintball but there are people that are doing it um and so like if you tie those two together like we want to we want to make money um in the sport but uh we don't know how to do it or we don't know how to uh do it great but uh yet there are some people that are you know monetizing it i, I feel like there there's a there's a bridge there that we can make um but yeah, I think the biggest thing is just is just um the content creation for me. That's the thing that I'm most tied to. So like watching um you know like how we've evolved from paintball. Um I feel like there's probably like me and two or three other people that are making like focused content. But if you look even back like early, you know, like mid to mid to late 2000s like gun reviews were the only thing that really came out. I feel like, you know, people were just like, "Oh, this is my this is the new gun," you know, and everybody watched it. Um, whereas I felt like, um, there was kind of an absence of it, maybe just like documentaries in the, the early 2010s. And then towards the late 2010s, we started getting like the vlogs in and everything because that became popular. And now, um, there's, there's, I feel like there's almost a void. There's kind of a couple of people making focused content, kind of like myself where, um, people still call it a vlog, but it's more focused content. There's a, there's a subject matter 
um, and a question posed, and uh, it's all circled around uh, either an event or a piece of gear or something like that. But it's a little bit more focused. Uh, Brad from Paintball Ruined My Life is another another person who kind of does like focused content. Um, and then uh, Moffitt, Ryan Moffitt's been doing a little bit more focused content, which is often like, you know, challenges and things like that. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's kind of like, I feel like where content creation needs to go to appeal to a larger audience, because I feel like the vlogging is kind of, it's kind of played out by now. And people that are watching vlogs, some people that are watching vlogs are paintball players, right? So mm-hmm. if we want other people to watch our videos and we want to get more than 10,000 views on a video, you're going to have to start appealing to people that aren't paintball players. Um, but yeah, I, th- I feel like that's, that's the biggest thing that I've seen in paintball just from my end is content creation. It, it's definitely had this, you know, it's ebbs and flows of, um, you know, how people are making content in paintball. I think you just hit the nail on the head right there. Like we can't, market only within the paintball community like it's a it's a small community just paintball in general but then when you focus it just on the tournament players that's a niche of a niche and not only that it's like very regionally segmented so you're only going to get a very small subsection of the of the target audience that you're going after and just realizing how small that really is. Like everybody's saying grow the sport, but you can't grow it from within. You have to reach out to the general public and really tap into that audience, which there are uh, more and more members of the media that are doing better and better job uh, in large part, thanks to the, uh, how shorts have really come alive over the last couple of years. Like, uh, I mean, the big one that I can think of is verbal verbal has been absolutely like leading the charge as far as getting these shorts out, getting these, getting this content. And now you're seeing a lot of different, uh, videographers, media guys that are kind of following similar, like, Hey, raw, uh, footage of either events or practices or like, you know, one move, a lot of times, even just like a simple reloading video is getting millions of views on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and, you know, now we're certainly realizing kind of a better format to get all of this content out there because paintball is a cool sport. It's a very fun sport. It's a very exciting sport. But up until recently, it feels like we have not figured out how to take advantage of that in order to promote it. Yeah. Um, the, the shorts, the shorts were, um, like TikTok started it and, and I was kind of adamant against TikTok for a while just because of all the the controversy around it um but eventually I hopped on because my I remember you know like, like there's people talking about how much um success they had seen from TikTok just doing it on in, in other formats uh gaming was the biggest one that comes to mind um and one of my friends that I played a lot of games with was just like dude you post so much content you just might as well post it on TikTok too and I was like I can just make my TikTok as this like trash can that I throw in every single like thing I think is cool from paintball um and it worked out well. Um, I was definitely one of the first people to start doing the the short form content. Uh, Verbal definitely led the charge as far as um, getting these videographers to do it. Um, and I feel like I feel like my my style hasn't really caught on with many people as far as the consistency. Uh, but back in twenty twenty one, around this time actually, uh, just before this, I started posting pretty consistently. So I was one of the first ones to actually start posting like the short form content. Um, I think. 
you know, like HK had been doing it. Uh, Marcos from um, uh, from California had been doing it. Um, and besides that, like Rye Guy started a little bit after me, um, or maybe around the same time as me. Um, but like my videos on TikTok just started taking off. And I remember, I remember the biggest thing was I kind of just like looked at what had done well on TikTok, and I kind of just was like, okay, you know, I'll just post whatever that did well on TikTok, but like of me and my team doing it. Um, and it, and it, you know, it took off like, uh, my first video that I had, I remember putting my phone down open an hour later and the video had, um, you know, like a hundred thousand views. And then I went to sleep and woke up and it had 11 million views. And I remember Jeez. waking up, uh, yeah, I remember waking up and like opening up my TikTok and seeing like 30,000 followers, you know, like from me looking at it before I went to bed to waking up, it said like, Oh, you got 30,000 new followers. Um, so it was pretty insane. And then I had the video of my brother shooting his gun. They got like 70K views or 70, 70 million views. Sorry. Uh, and then like after that, it was just like, I think like five or six videos that went over the 20 million mark uh, in a row, just in that time span. That kind of was what took off my TikTok. Uh, and then YouTube started doing it and Facebook and people started paying you for it. Um, and then that's when everything started really taking off because people were like, oh, wow, you, you know, you can gain a large following and gain some type of monetary gain out of it. So uh, that's when it all started. But yeah, before like before I started doing it, it was just kind of like maybe two or three people that were notable actually doing it besides just, you know, guys uploading. Um, and so it was interesting to kind of see that wave. Uh, I actually it's funny enough. Uh, I went back and looked at the YouTube search term for paintball. And around the same time that um, my videos started blowing up, the the search term for paintball like skyrocketed, and it stayed up there ever since. And I thought that was kind of cool that maybe there was you know millions and millions of people seeing my videos and going on YouTube and looking up paintball, and how many of those people are actually playing now, um, which is which is really cool. But you know they see they see my video on TikTok, and um, they're like, wow, um, you know they're bored sitting at their phone and they're like, Oh, let's go see what paintball is actually about. Is it all about them just shooting paint and dumping it? Or are they actually shooting people? And so it was cool to kind of just see that correlation. But, uh, but yeah, it, the, the short form content has, has changed the game of content creation for sure. It's weird to think about that. Just your, you know, a couple of clips that you put out there could potentially have such a large impact as far as like, Hey, these people may go try out paintball you know, this person may become the, uh, the next, you know, D5 player at their local field, or this person may eventually one day make it to the pros and look back, you know, five, seven, 10 years or however long it takes from now. And they'll be like, yeah, I saw him at the gym rat video on TikTok, And that's how I got started. Yeah. It's so wild, dude. I, there's still like people I look up to now that I, I've surpassed and, you know, like light years beyond, but I still look up to them so much. Like Dylan Fouts, a guy that like, I never feel like I've passed him, you know, creative wise. But like when you look at YouTube numbers, like uh, the place for things, I always watched his videos and I was like, dude, I will never get to this point. Like a thousand subscribers seemed like forever to me. Like I had been doing it for two years and hadn't even touched like 500. And I was like, wow, man, I'm never going to get there. Um, and now I've got like almost 150K uh, subs. And I still look up to Dylan for like all of, you know, his work ethic and, and what he does and um he's a he's a big inspiration to me but yeah like just people like that that um were like oh wow this guy's got you know 1000 2000 3000 subscribers or even ronnie who had you know like 25 at the time is like oh dude that's gonna be hard to get to um and now it's like uh you know it's just so far past it so yeah man and 
just with all the growth that we're seeing, I think that it's going to continue just across the board, not only for your channel, but all of those channels that you mentioned and hopefully all of paintball as a whole. And yeah. there are a lot of content creators doing very different things. Like you're seeing uh, more like full length raw match videos, guys like Solus who've been doing it for quite a while now. Uh, Dufert Media has been doing it over at WC. You, Yosh Designs has been on and off. He's he's starting to really pick it back up again lately, and he's always got those you know hilarious clips that he's he's kind of been doing the hilarious short clips for the longest time. And now that hey, there's like a format for that. I hope that he starts posting that, and it really takes off for him. Yeah, he he's uh he's on his he's been on his troll mode lately. He's been commenting on on like my stuff and other people's stuff. Um, so he he's been he's been trolling people lately but he's a good guy man i love talking to him and um he you know he's helped me out a ton just uh from being one of those people that's like been a big inspiration and also even now with my content now um you know if i ever need something i'll hit him up and he's you know always more than willing to help me out um and not expect anything in return and that's huge um that you know someone like him that i looked up to for a long time um is you know just willing to look at me as a peer and help me out so it, it's really awesome like uh just all of these uh, videographers and content creators and paintball are, are willing to help each other. And that that's huge. Oh yeah. And uh, let's kind of back up a little bit to how you started this to begin with. Like, so your YouTube channel right now, or at least when I wrote the script earlier this week, uh, you're sitting at 143,000 subscribers just on YouTube. I didn't, I, I don't have a TikTok, so I didn't really have a way to check that. Uh, so just on YouTube, you're sitting at 143,000 subscribers. So what was it that made you want to begin like creating and publishing paintball content? Dude, I've, I've been doing YouTube since like 2010. Um, but not good. Just let's just, <laughs> let's just put it there. It, it wasn't good. Um, but I used to do dance videos in middle school. And so like, that's, that's what got me in is like, I would watch my buddies dance and post videos. So I was like, oh, you know, they're my best friends. I want to do the same thing. Um, and then they would make really cool videos with like cool edits. And I was like, oh, I want to do the same thing. So, you know, I was on my, my old, uh, Dell laptop with like a uh, movie maker, just trying to figure out what I could do, like putting rainbow effects in and stuff like that. Uh, and then, you know, I started making protein videos in, uh, high school and, uh, you can still find those. My buddy, <laughs> My buddy says that like uh, the George Lopez, you know how like when you used to wake up in the middle of the night and George Lopez would be playing, he's like, mm -hmm. that's like how my protein reviews are to him is because like he'll <laughs> watch my videos and fall asleep and wake up to me doing a protein review back in 2013. Um, but yeah, then I started doing like that and, uh, that actually took off. I feel like if I had stuck with that just, uh, consistently that it would have, it would have done really well and I'd probably be in a different place. Um, but I'm really fortunate that I didn't. Um, and then get, going into college you know like i started college in 2015 and then um well no let's not get into numbers that'll be embarrassing <laughs> but uh yeah i started like in 2017 like vlogging took off and i was always watching fitness influencers do vlogs and so i was like okay you know i want to do this so i started doing like fitness influencer vlog type things and th that never really went anywhere um but i did you know it, it grew i grew as a, a knowledge base of creating videos and a confidence to create videos right because that's that's a huge thing is to put yourself out in the internet um, and being being vulnerable, you know, not in a place where you can respond to people. Um, and so whenever paintball came around and my brother's like, well, you should do it. You know, you have the GoPro. Um, I was like, okay, you know, it'll be easy. Um, 
and I kind of like grown as a editor as far as like making music videos and realizing like, oh, it's not that hard to, you know, make edits. And so I just, you know, went from there. And really um, the biggest thing that helped me was just like other people giving me feedback of like, hey, man, I really like this video. Or, you know, like, oh, dude, I watch your videos, like going out to the field when I had 200 subscribers and someone coming up to me be like, yo, dude, I, I watched your videos before, you know, you're on YouTube. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And it was it's really eye opening that like, oh, there are people that are actually watching and enjoying my content that are literally, you know, in my backyard. So it was, it was a really good uh, or a really awesome. Uh, I feel like that's a better way to put it. A really awesome experience to just have that for the first time and that for it to continue to happen, you know, as I kept making videos. Um, but yeah, like the, I've always made videos. I've always enjoyed making videos. Um, so I've always been kind of that, that content creator. I love how you, you start with making dance videos in middle school. So really you've just been a TikToker all your life. You just got here a little <laughs> bit early. <laughs> yeah, that was the the cool thing back in uh back in 2011 was like um what is it like jerking and um uh Dougian and all that other stuff that that we used to do back in the day but uh yeah, I used to I used to we used to get down <laughs> back in South Carolina. We used to get down in the back of our middle school dancing. I love it. I love it. So, <laughs> I mean, it's all prepared you kind of for where you are right now. Uh it seems like the that has transferred over pretty well. So uh, as far as like your current setup and how you film, how you edit all of that. So what, tell us about like the equipment, the software that you use for filming and editing. And then uh, on top of that, like, let's say from beginning to end with one of your, uh, both a long form video and a short form video, uh, you know, what's the average time it takes from uh, start to finish? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as far as like filming setup, so uh, the camera that I'm using right now is a, a Canon 80D. It's actually a really old, uh, fat, heavy DSLR that I would not recommend anyone getting unless you, you want something that shoots somewhat decent. But um, you can definitely get cheaper cameras that are way lighter and way newer uh, and work better than this one. But I have a Canon 80D. And then as far as like uh, what I usually film with, I've got, I've got, this is a broken one, but this is a DJI Action 2. Um, and basically all it is is a, a small little action camera that uh, can um, kind of pop off. It's about the same like size as a GoPro session. It's just skinnier and lighter, um, but it's a uh, it's awesome. It shoots 4K at 120 FPS. So if I wanted to do really, really slow-mo stuff that I could zoom in and have um, some type of high quality, I could. Um, but it, it's also got internal battery and storage, so it fills up really fast when you're shooting 4K. Uh, but that's the camera that I use, and I've got a ton of other GoPros that I've collected over the years that I occasionally will, will bring out. Um, and then I'm editing all of this on Adobe Premiere Pro, um, and then also making thumbnails on Photoshop and Lightroom, uh, which is a huge part of content. Don't ever sleep on thumbnails. They are literally what will drive your video uh, to do great. Um, but yeah, then then on that, uh, shorts, if I'm just doing like raw footage, I can knock out like 40 in like two hours, maybe. I just kind of skim through the footage and we'll find like if somebody's getting shot or if, you know, something funny is happening or anything like that. And then I'll like watch before and after to see if there's anything interesting in there. Uh, and if there isn't, then it's kind of like clip it and ship it. Um, uh, for if I'm doing like meme videos, meme videos, I'll take like up to three hours maybe or like the edit that I posted yesterday. Uh, that probably took me like an hour to make. Um, it all depends on the length and how in detail I want to be. Um, and then when we're getting a long form content, I've definitely expedited the process, but, but now it's like, uh, it probably takes me 25 hours, I would say to do like a long form content video. 
which is why like my videos have been a lot shorter coming out recently or a lot more spaced out coming out recently since I got a new job and um, it really focused on going to the gym and, and staying in shape that you know I only have a couple hours each night to edit um, so it does take me a little bit longer and I always like to rewatch my videos like four or five times before I post them um, but I mean the longest I've probably ever taken on a video is like 50 hours uh, on a video. Um, that's obviously like, that was when I had a lot more time on my hands, but uh, I would just sit down and, and comb through and try and make sure everything's correct. Um, but now it's probably 20 to 25 hours on a video just to get it out and make sure everything's in, you know, uh, proper working order. Got it. So just looking at as far as the length of the video itself. So for these long form videos, like uh, your most recent one was your Bunker Fest video as far as the long form. Uh, and you're saying that's around like 20 to 25 hours of uh, editing, which you're taking from multiple angles. I know you have the DJI camera, which is usually the one that's on your mask, correct? Yep. Okay, and then uh, do you also you also run a barrel cam as well? Is that also a DJI or? Yeah, it's just whatever I'm feeling. It's the same camera. I'll just like if I want to run the barrel cam, I'll throw it on there. If I want to run the the head cam, I will. Um, the the thing I've always learned is like people will complain if I use the barrel cam, but they won't complain if I use the head cam, even though you can't see like what I'm shooting. So I dislike the barrel cam, or I dislike the head cam because I can't see like when I shoot people. Um, but people don't like the barrel cam because it doesn't give you like the full aspect. So maybe I should get another one. Like this one's broken. I probably should send it back and get it fixed so I can run two. Um, but like I said, like these things, like the, that DJ action twos, they fill up really quick if you're shooting at 4K. Um, so you could probably get like six matches in until you have to like, you know, offload all the footage and then let it charge. Um, but yeah, I, it's usually one or the other. Um, I, I use the barrel cam for all of Texas just because I was like, I want to see... I, I'm just going to do it like this because I don't want to deal with, you know, the head cam stuff. And I can see when I turn it on and turn it off. Um, and so it just made it a lot easier. And, and I'll be able to I had some really good points. So I'll be able to get some meme videos out of that, which I'm excited to do. Uh, but leading up to the event, I did an Ether 3 video, which that'll come out in probably like two months. Um, I did an Ether 3 video. And so I had the head cam and the barrel cam just so I wouldn't miss anything because I didn't have Will filming uh, for that one. Um, but yeah, it's it's usually like um you know the dji is either on my head or on my barrel got it and i like how you mentioned uh you know will filming you on the sideline because uh with your footage you're usually balancing two or three camera angles throughout the entire video uh which gives you a lot of footage to kind of go through sync up and you know on top of that balance all of the audio and uh inserting all of the extra stuff which uh, I know a little bit about most of the stuff that I've been editing has been for more practical purposes, like getting practice film to study. I like balancing, Hey, I have this sideline camera and then I've got one behind the box and just syncing those up is mm -hmm. uh, a little bit time consuming. So I can't imagine like adding all the bells and whistles just to, uh, you know, get this 16 minute video out. Uh, and then what surprises me though, is just how long the shorts take. Uh, I know for some of them, just a clip and ship, which is a lot of like what verbal does where he just takes the raw footage and uploads the cool stuff. But, uh, are you seeing like more and more, are you making edits dedicated for the short version or the short format? Or are you just taking a clip from your like full uh long form content and then like kind of editing those down into several shorts as well 
Um, so, so it's kind of a little bit of both. I always like to have like a focused, uh, short that kind of points people to the actual video. And so it'll set the stage for the video and then it'll kind of leave it on a cliffhanger a lot of times. Um, but if you look at like what's really driving a short performance nowadays, it's, you're always going to see focus videos on shorts. Like if you go on there, you're like, um, you know, like even the Mr. Beast one where he's paying somebody $300 to go get him a baguette. Like it's not, it's a focus short that's like planned out and, um, you know, not just like a willy nilly cut and clip and ship type of thing. Um, and so I feel like, uh, I, I try, try and take <clears throat> short form content from a, uh, long format creators perspective of building a story and having a hook and giving people something um, to like be invested in. So they watch the whole thing. Um, so like, if you like my, um, what is it when I, sh when I destroyed my hundred K plaque, mm -hmm. I was like, you know, it's a hundred thousand paintballs versus a hundred K plaque, you know, from YouTube. And so like, it's like almost like a long form thing. Um, so I, I think, I think honestly, that's what I would like to do all the time is just post focus short form content. Um, because I feel like it's more digestible. It's also um, easier to um, take in from, you know, an outside perspective. And I feel like that's what the algorithm is wanting um, a lot of times. And I feel like if I do all that, then, you know, there's only there, there's a, a very small chance that you you miss, you know, you like miss the people that you're trying to target. Um, so I feel like when I approach it from that way, I would like to do that all the time, but I don't have the time to do that. Uh, so it's like, okay, you know, I have, I can do one to two of these, you know, a week or maybe one to two of them or three to four of them a month just to try and get them out, um, and have like this focused short form content. But at the same time, I try and mix in plenty of my gameplay footage, uh, of myself playing so that it, people can, you know, understand, like relate my content with me. Uh, and being an athlete is a little bit different. Like you can show the plays, you can show your athleticism in the, the short form content. Uh, it's not so much like, um, other people that maybe, you know, have talking head videos or commentary videos where they can't really show them doing it. It's almost like, uh, like video games and showing highlight clips. Um, it's the same, same thing I feel like. So, uh, when it comes to short form content, it's like 50, 50, a lot of times I'm pulling from my long form content or, um, directing it back to my long form content. And then other times it's just like solo focused, uh, things that are meant to, you know, do well and have some type of story behind it. Got it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it all, I, I can see how the objective there is to, hey, this person that's watching this video, you want that person to watch your other content as well. So just creating that story just, you know, draws people in. I I see it. I think it's a format or a, or a strategy that works really well. So part of the footage that you're getting, especially when you're showing off the, the more athletic moves, is from this second person filming you on the sideline, which uh, usually you have this partnership with 40 media where he films you from the sidelines uh, for your content, either at practices or at events. So how did you establish that relationship with him? And then like, what kind of agreement do you have together? Is it like a business agreement or is he for hire? Does he get a cut of like the revenue that you're earning from your content and how important has having this uh, other camera angle been to your content and to your channel? So actually, Will pays me to film me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, me and Will, me and Will were actually friends uh, before he started filming. So we went to Clemson together, um, go Tigers. But uh, me and him went to Clemson together, and he we're the same age, but he graduated like two years before I did. Um, so he, we were just, uh, we never played on the same team. 
but he was there the semester that I joined the team and we never actually uh, played a tournament. So like he was out to a couple practices um, and I bought a gun off of him because he used to uh, buy and sell a bunch of guns um, for or paintball guns. So just kind of like established that relationship. And he was just like, Hey man, if y'all ever go out and play, you know, I'm down to down to go play. He lived like an hour from Rock Hill. Um, and we lived like two hours. So we'd always go out there or at Greenville. Um, we would go out there, which I was an hour away and he was an hour away. And so like every time I was like, all right, dude, I'll hit you up because I go out and play every weekend and we always need people. Cause I'm always like one of the guys on the pickup squad. And so he would just come out and play. And then we played, we actually played a tournament together in 2021 um, as the 843, that was our last tournament as the 843 that we played. Um, but we got third in the CPXL and D4. And so, like, he was the back center guy for us um, for a lot of that. That was also, like, the worst tournament I've ever played in my life. It was July in North Carolina or in South Carolina. It was, like, 90 degrees with, you know, like 90% humidity. And we had eight guys or we had six, seven guys on the roster and no pit help. So we were running all the pods. <laughs> playing uh you know played seven matches in one day it was it was awful um but uh going into 2022 after we had done the d3 thing with crisis and the 843 he was kind of like hey man i'm not gonna be able to keep up um and you know your 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 youtube stuff's doing really well i think i'm just gonna film and i was like that's cool dude you know like It'll still be all us going out to the field every weekend, but you'll know you'll be filming and it'll help me out a ton. And um, that's kind of where it started. And he just really grew a passion for it. He enjoys coming out and filming just because, you know, like the community in paintball, like, you know, is just so awesome to just be around these people. And, you know, that, you know, I'm sure, you know, plenty of people that come out to the field just to hang out. And so Will comes out there, hangs out, he gets footage. Uh, gets content and he also you know just gets to hang out with uh you know some of his best friends which luckily i'm one of them so it that's just kind of how it is um whenever it comes to like um filming if i'm playing with a team we'll pay him unless like we're going to the nxl or we're going out to you know like when we went to texas it's like hey will i'm gonna cover everything for you you don't have to pay for anything um so it's flight stay and food i was like hey i've got it for you you know so that he can come out there with no no money out of his pocket and do you know whatever he wants to do and so like the nxl you know he can book teams and make money because this is his full-time job so it's like hey man i don't want you to have to you know pull money from your income to you know not have something to replace it so i want you to come out there to you know purely focus on filming and not have to worry about like dang you know this flight's expensive or anything like that um so it's a really good relationship because we are you know we're best friends at, at the core of our relationship um so and it just works out that i'm like hey man are you, you what are you doing this weekend he's like oh i'm coming out to film and i'm like okay i'll be there um and there's been weekends where he's going out to film and i didn't want to go play and then it's like all right well i guess i'm going to play because will's going out to film um so it's just kind of like it's a really good relationship and like i said at the core we're just we're just best friends so it, it's pretty easy for everything else to kind of work itself out that's a very very uh lucky relationship i'd almost say like hold on to that one tight and don't let him go because oh yeah man, that's a that's a hell of an arrangement that you have there with them and uh i just want to say because i we have, do have a lot of texas players in here i mean 90 degrees in july ah, 90 degrees bro do not Y'all come have all I can, like that all i can say is don't come to the usxvl events in july at San Antonio X Factor, where the temperatures regularly in like the one fifteens 
and the turf is like 140 something degrees. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. not you're not gonna make it, homie. If 90 degrees yeah. is gonna give you trouble, I'll just but say it was, that now. It wasn't it wasn't that. It was more of I played the one all day and um and we had no pit help, so I would like run off the field if I got shot early, and then have to grab the pod bag and run back on the field. Okay, that's, <laughs> and then we that had is to, rough. Yeah, we had to we had to fill pods as soon as we would come off, and then go back walk to the pits. It was a uh, it was pretty pretty much playing paintball from seven in the morning to um, seven in the afternoon uh, that day. So uh, yeah, it was it was a hard time, and um, I was I was basically the one. You know, I was the guy to run everywhere. I remember coming out the field one point, and I'm like, I can't breathe. I don't know why I can't breathe, but I can't breathe. And my buddy like poured water down me. I was like, okay, I can breathe. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I was like the first time I've ever felt like that in my life, where I came out the field and I was like, dude, I don't know why, but my lungs are not expanding right now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's having seven with no pit help, and you're the one, and they made your own pods. Like, come on, like, <laughs> geez, it it is like. It people don't realize like, hey, it's more than just the people on the field. You do, do you do need like a sufficient support staff at events to help you be successful, even if it's just one person. Like, yeah, it, it makes some, a difference, dude. Something is a huge difference versus just like, hey, it's just all of us doing it on our own. We're gonna have to play your coach and wipe hits and run pods and fill and all of that. Like, man, that that gets very strenuous. So I, I guess I understand that. Yep. Uh, Verbal's in the chat. He said, yes, the worst scheduled event of the year, USXBL in San Antonio in July. Yep. 100%. 100%. At least uh, at least this year uh, with USXBL kind of downscaling a bit, it's not going to be as brutal of a day. Uh, so this uh, next question is brought to us by Paintball Kumite, which is Colt Roberts' uh, training regimen here at X Factor. So message at Paintball Kumite on Instagram to sign up for a class and mention in the pits to get a free one-hour introductory session. So your videos uh, get anywhere from several thousand to several hundred thousand views as far as your long-form content on YouTube, uh, but your shorts are where you really have taken off. So do you feel like shorts are like currently the place to be releasing content in, in order to get the highest returns? And is your content more like focused mainly on shorts, mainly on long form with shorts kind of leading to the long form content or is it more of a mix of both? My focus has always been long form content. Like even the reason I made a TikTok and the reason I post the shorts is all for my long form content. I hope that if somebody watches my shorts, like the, the whole reason I post it is I hope that somebody watches it and goes, huh, and clicks on my channel and then sees that I post long form content consistently and they're like, Oh wow, you know this is something bigger, and then watch it, and um, because <clears throat> it's it's where I can be the most creative, it's where I can express myself the most, and it's where um, you actually do have the largest return on investment when you're looking at it from a you know um, not only monetary monet monetization standpoint, but also from a relationship standpoint of uh, you and the viewer. Um, so it's always been my focus. Um, you know, the whole reason, like I said, I started the TikTok and started posting was I had the hope that somebody would click on the YouTube link and go watch the full YouTube video. Um, so it's always been where I have put my eggs in the basket as far as that. Um, it's where the most most eggs are in the basket is in my long form content. Um, I, I am the most proud of it. Um, the shorts 
you know, and I'm sure Verbal's in the chat. I'm sure he can attest to it that not every short you put out, you're going to be proud of, you know. Um, and even sometimes it's even the ones that go viral that you're like, oh, I didn't care about that at all, you know. So it's it's definitely it's it's not as rewarding, but there is there's a dopamine hit there whenever you see like those those views go up. Um, and I have kind of I want to focus more on my long form content, which I feel like um, will give me a little bit more time to pull out some short form content that's that's focused um where i'm not trying to churn out a video every week i'm trying to churn out uh like a rock solid video every three weeks instead of like three mediocre videos um so that that's kind of like where i'm at with that um but yeah i i've always been focused on it now as far as is it the best thing to do right now um i think from getting getting in you know that it's the easiest thing to do and it's i obviously like shown a lot of return but like if i showed you you know like um like the the amount of views i was getting versus you know the money that you get paid for it it's definitely not the same as like long form content um so it's always like you get the big numbers and you get the big views and you get all the subscribers but you're not you're not seeing like the return on investment like the people that are doing the long form content and seeing the amount of subscribers and, v and views you know getting so um it's definitely a great way to get your foot in it's a lot easier uh but when it comes to the long form content it's a little bit more of a grind and a, a learning process a, a way bigger learning process um and it does have a larger return on investment and that's always you know what i encourage people to do is try and learn how to make long form content more engaging and um you know more appealing Yep, Verbal's kind of echoing that same thing in the chat here. He says, uh, shorts for growth, long form brings money. And uh, that also that he says the short that he wasn't even going to post is the one that is driving all of his YouTube growth currently. So, yeah, that, that definitely explains it there. Uh, so with uh, like all of the videos and content that you've put out over the years what are some tips and tricks that you have picked up that have helped your content perform better either through editing filmat or uh, filming angles or quality or techniques or the format or like maybe post scheduling even to like the promotion of your content and channel like what are some of the tips and tricks that you have found over the years that have helped your content do better yeah i would say the first thing the first thing, the the largest thing that holds uh, people back is just to do it. Um, I feel like most people just feel like it's not good enough to do it, and so they never do it. Um, just you got to start learning somewhere. YouTube gives you analytics, so you can see the performance and in, in the changes and the steps, and realize like, oh, I did this instead of that. Um, the the other biggest thing is is just learn. There's been so many people that have been successful on YouTube and successful on other platforms to not just take the formula and apply it to yourself. Um, it's the same thing with paintball. Like you, you don't go out to the paintball field and try and make up your drills by yourself and expect it to be good. You know, you don't you don't teach yourself how to hold the paintball gun. Somebody tells you how to do it, right? Um, so it's a big thing that you know. There's there's a formula to everything to be successful. Right. There's always going to be, hey, you have to do this to be to be good. You know, you have to hold your paintball gun right. You have to snap shoot like this or else you're going to shot in your face, you know, or you're going to hit your, your loader every single time you come out. Um, so it's the same thing with 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 content creation, you know, learn the formula. There's plenty of, of YouTube channels that will teach you how to make good YouTube videos. Um, and then the other thing is like all art is imitation so you always draw inspiration from other people i said this on uh, ptg but like the biggest thing is like if you like something in a video 
try it out with your own twist and your own video, right? If you like, you know, if you like the, the fact that this guy, whenever he talks, he's got subtitles that pop up and kind of jiggle or whatever, or whenever I shoot somebody in paintball and, and I put the little hit marker there and you like that, like put your own twist on it, right? Like what's your favorite video game? Valorant, what's the hit marker on Valorant? Okay, let's throw that in there. You know, what's the sound like on Valorant? You know, it's, it's just things like that. Um, take your take what you like and content and put your own twist on it. Um, and when you put that with learning and understanding how to make understand how to make a good video, putting your, your own twist on it and then consistently doing it, it, it's just a recipe for growth. Yeah, there's and I love how with some of that feedback, you went into like the very specific details like, hey, the way that like the subtitles jiggle or, uh, you know, not just having a hit marker, but which specific hit marker do you want? The Call of Duty one? Do you want the Valorant one? Uh, et cetera. And uh, just being able to focus on those little details because you're not the only one that's noticing it. It's all of the other viewers out there that are noticing it and the people that you are wanting to attract and keep hold of. Uh, they are the ones that are going to notice those fine details and it all goes into like the production value of it all. So, um, you said like you're, you're drawing inspiration, like all art is imitation and you're drawing inspiration from others and their content and what they're putting out. And a few years before your channel started blowing up, there was another Matt paintball YouTuber, Matty boy. Uh, did you ever like get to see his content and draw any inspiration from his stuff. Oh yeah. He's uh like his channel has, uh, he's his channel even back in the day was doing way better than mine is now. Uh, I might have more subscribers than them, but a lot of that short form content, which was not popping before him. So uh, he, he definitely cultivated a large audience just off of long form content, which is a very hard thing to do. Um, so I, I have a ton of respect for that dude. He, uh, he definitely paved the way for somebody like me that could come in um, and it's unfortunate that he's not here posting um, because uh, especially how the YouTube algorithm works is they watch one paintball video, they're going to get recommended another. Um, so that would mean that my video is right behind his or hopefully his video is right behind mine. Um, but yeah, I've always drawn inspiration from him. Um, when you look at like certain things and I go back and rewatch them even now to kind of see like, oh, what did he do here that made people, you know, actually like him as uh, like this video? And, uh, you know, and I've drawn a lot of things. Uh, actually, the World Cup video that I did that got like 230K views, um, I took a lot of stuff from him. I, I made sure to wear the head cam and to keep it recording when I went in the pits and came out. Um, I had people recording in the pits just because I realized like a lot of the stuff that people liked from him wasn't even him playing paintball. It was him being himself in the pits and the the, the, the huge parts they go into making you a personality, which is your, you know, your personality. Um, so that was the huge part of it is that like, oh, this guy was likable and he included all these moments that were very relatable in the video as along with playing paintball. So, you know, you capture, capture that paintball audience as well as the audience who is interested in who you are as a person and what you're doing. And once you can capture somebody and once you can get somebody invested into your personality, it doesn't matter what you do. They're going to watch the video, right? So he got people invested into his personality, and thus those people watched paintball. And uh, that that's like that's something you know. I've seen plenty of people make videos that look like Madaway videos, but it's hard to replicate it because they're not him. So that's always what I'm trying to do is make sure that people are coming to watch my videos because of me. Um, and so he's always been like a, a shining light when it comes to paintball. Um, because his, his long form content did so well consistently. Like, I mean, I think his lowest viewed video is like 30 K views. So 
that says a lot um, that he was consistently, you know, getting around that, that, you know, that mark. Whereas like my mark right now is like, I want, I want to get 10 K views minimum of video because I feel like that's a good marker that I'm reaching my audience in a little bit more. So just something like that is always huge. Um, and, you know, really drawing inspiration from what has worked in paintball, because not only looking outside of paintball, but looking at the people that have paved the way before you, it, it's, um, it's a great learning process. And you can also take like, hey, what did he not do in these videos that I feel like I could do um, to make my content stand out and surpass this? Yeah. And it's it is a shame that Matty Boy's not still around. Uh, but he was he was there and then he went away and it felt like no one was there to fill the void for a while. And yeah. now now we're kind of getting back to that with uh, a lot more uh, people that are spread out. And uh, the way the algorithm is working is we are seeing more and more like, hey, I just saw this uh, video on verbal. Now I'm going to get directed to Solus's channel or I'm going to get directed to your channel. or I'm going to get directed to Dufert or Yosh or, you know, all of these different content creators that are all putting out content at the same time, which I think is uh, creating definitely a positive feedback loop there. Yeah, it's huge, man. I mean, uh, there... Uh like I said, how the algorithm works is you watch one video. If you watch it all the way through, they already know. They're like, okay, this guy's already invested into this. We're going to show him another one. If he watches that all the way through and likes it, then okay, we're going to give him, you know, 10 more out of the, you know, 15 videos that we're going to show him. 10 of them are going to be, you know, something to have to do with this um, or like some type of, you know, genre that fits into it. So with paintball, it's the same way. You know, if somebody watches an airsoft video, they'll have a paintball video recommended within the three airsoft videos that they also have recommended. If they click on the paintball one, then it, it kind of understands like, oh, this guy's clicking on, you know, shooting sports. So uh, we're going to keep him in the shooting sports realm. So he keeps watching. Um, and so it's it's really just, a, it's a, you know, it's a pyramid effect where, you know, you, you start at the top and you eventually, you know, build up to where you're getting recommended hundreds of them. So uh, it's always good to have more content out there that is uh, doing well and recommending uh, other content in the same space. Oh, absolutely. And uh, speaking of like this content, like you're drawing inspiration, yes, from uh, other paintballers, but you're also taking things from videos that are outside of paintball completely. So who are the other sources of inspiration that you're drawing from? Yeah, I think the biggest one is destroying. I, I don't know. I don't know how many people know who destroying yes, is, but yes, he's, he's the, he's yeah. the, the, uh, field goal kicker, right? Yep. Yep. And, uh, he does the, I would love to do some, some one V one tournaments for $10,000 if I, if I had that type of AdSense money that he gets, but, um, but yeah, he does, he does the tournaments, which it's insane. Those turnouts that he's like literally had to like shut down places. Cause they've had like too many people at the football fields. Um, it's, it's so cool, but at the same time he's doing, and, and, you know, I've talked to, I've funny enough, uh, we keep on bringing up verb. I've talked to verb about destroying because he's filmed, uh, football before, but, um, just the way to captivate sports and put it in some type of, um, digestible and exciting content. Um, it's hard to draw the relationships, but for me, it's kind of easy, you know, like you need to have some type of exciting music. You need to have a buildup. You need to have some type of risk in there. You need to, you know, have this this setting that seems to be um, uh, just large. You know, like the ten thousand dollars. It's huge. There's all these people playing for it, and then you've got all these guys trying their hardest to get it. Um, and with football, it's a little bit easier. There's one focal point. On paintball, there's ten focal points. It's a lot harder. 
Um, so, so it's, it's not as easy, but that's where like the action cameras come in and stuff. Um, so that's, that's huge. Another one I, I draw from, um, and I guarantee most of the people watching this, no idea who this guy is. His name is Phoenix resale and he does video game hunting. He's a reseller for video games, but his videos are so well made and he's always got a, um, like a challenge or an action item in the video or some type of hook that makes you want to watch the whole entire video. So like, it'll be like, Hey, uh, you know, like I'm trying to buy the, these video games, but I want to do it without spending any money. So my goal is to, you know, find games I can flip for money and then buy the other games that I want with it. And so like, that's the whole premise or it's like, you know, how much money can I spend at this convention buying video games that I can flip and how much profit can I make? So there's always some type of build up to it. Um, and there's a lot of little details in there that make you want to like come back and watch the next one. Um, obviously, and I think the the other biggest one is like Mr. Beast. Um, uh, it, it, it's hard not to look at the number one guy and not try and learn from him, right? The guy who's found out how to do YouTube videos the best and not try and draw something from it. You know, that's like looking at Ryan Greenspan and being like, I'm not going to try and learn from this guy. <laughs> You know, it's like looking at the Dynasty team as as another team and saying, like, ah, I don't think we need anything from them. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's you know, looking at what he does, the timing, the way that the intros happen, the way that, um, you know, he segues into things, the transitions, all of that, it, it adds up. So, like, those are some of the people that I think of that I draw um, inspiration from. Um, and then there's a lot of other YouTubers that I watch that it's just like, oh, I can do that. Or, oh, like, you know, if, if I miss this part, how do I still include it by just me talking into the mic um, instead of me like dialoguing it? Um, the other ones that I have helped me grow a lot is uh, Think Media. Um, that's one that has helped me make better YouTube videos. Um, and then Film Booth is another one. Those are just really good sources of knowledge for like how to make good YouTube videos. Um, so I always direct my friends to those whenever they want to learn. They're like, oh, how do I, you know, do, you know, how did you start making better videos? And it's like, oh, I just, you know, followed what these guys said. Um, so those are just like some of the channels that I draw inspiration from. For sure. And there's, I mean, it's all content and, and like at the end of the day, all of this, these content, whether it's gaming, uh, you know, hunting for resale or uh, getting the you know, one-on-one -on -one challenge out all at the end of the day, they all have the same objective, which is to hook viewers in and get views. So, uh, there's just a lot of different strategies to do it. And I don't know if paintball is at the point where we can just drop bands at a local field for one-on-one -on -one tournaments. Uh, if we get to that point, then cool. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really great that all of these, you know, you're able to draw inspiration from all of these different sources. Like even, uh, this podcast, when I first started out, I'm like, okay, what do I, what am I looking for? Like the, the big thing for me was, Hey, I want to get this overlay. That way it's clear, like who I am talking to, who they are, uh, how can you reach out or follow them or see what they are it's similar to like the uh ghost sports interviews that maddie marshall does like he has nameplates and handles underneath that so uh it's it's definitely you need there are many more sources of inspiration that you can draw from and not only like imitate but notice hey i could do that better or this is how i could do that uh and uh, that's something that is, seems to be very rare in terms of like what's going on at the top level of paintball right now. So like not many players 
uh, at the very top level, like not many pros are putting content. It's really just like D's on docs, the spick and span show, the play the game podcast, go sports themselves. And then like the outsourced stuff coming from HK and GI, like, uh, like stuff from Dylan filmed it stuff from verbal things like that. So do you think more pro teams and like the, paintball industry itself do you think they should be releasing more content to promote themselves in the game and how do you think they should go about it oh yeah dude um it's uh it's not that hard um to be honest just to film yourself uh it literally everybody's got a camera on their phone right you got a front and a back one so if you want to film yourself you got it and if you want to film somebody else you got that too um it's not that hard uh the hardest part is editing it and and you know if you're if you're okay with putting out stuff, you can learn, you know, a easy, easy way to put out very engaging content that is minimally edited. So I think that they should definitely, definitely do it more. Um, even if they are outsourcing it, I think that um, as far as like from sales wise, if you, you know, can get those people hooked, then, um, you know, you can drive sales. It's the way the NFL operates, um, you know, they talk about wanting to get paid, but yet we're not trying to, um, you know, like draw people in to watch the sport, uh, which is how the NFL makes most of their money, right? From the TV deals and the people sitting in the stands. Um, those are huge, huge things that um, drive a lot of uh, income. Um, so that that's kind of where it has to be. And, you know, there's always these guys talking about like, oh, we need this, we need that, but yet they could do it themselves and they don't want to. Um, and understandably, it takes time, but if you want to see some type of return, you have to have some type of investment, right? So, the the I remember listening to like um, some of the guys talking, some of the other podcasts, and they're like, "Yeah, editing, editing sucks. It takes forever. Uh, yeah, it's just not for me." And I'm like, "Well, you know, as a content creator, you should know that maybe." you know, this is going to take some time, but the return on it will be worth it, right? And that's that's huge. Uh, as far as teams go, um, I mean, Uprising's doing a pretty good job with the dude that owns Finlay Hats just coming in and literally just grabbing clips and talking over it and being like, oh, you know, today we, we played in our first professional paintball tournament as, you know, this team. Or, like, you know, today we has our first, first uh day of matches at the nxl we woke up early and went and got breakfast and then we got to the field at blank we played blank for the first event and you know this was the score and then you do that for the next event it's like and then we went and got dinner at blank you know and then you say uh, overall overall we we performed how we wanted to and we're looking forward to day two and it's that easy right you just throw the clips together and you voice it over and then you clip it and ship it um and so uh, they, it's an easy it's an easy formula people like um certain things on TikTok, on shorts and you can easily find it because you'll see it and be like oh this has a lot of views what do they do here oh they just talked over the whole entire thing um okay well it's a narration and it's a story uh it gets back to what we were talking about for like short form content it's it's a focused story that people can become invested in oh there's a professional paintball team that's uh you know playing a tournament what does it look like um so it's that easy and i mean like uh, I feel like Ronnie did a good job with like short form vlogs, but you can even like just film what you eat in a day, which I did that for the tournament that we played last last um, last weekend. I just the video, the short form video is going to be what I ate in a day as uh, playing a paintball tournament, and you know it's a it's a bunch of carbs to be honest. It's like half a muffin, <laughs> bananas, uh, donuts. I was like I was like people are going to roast me in the comments, but I could care less. You know, it's just going to be for the people that want to see like what I'm doing in, in a normal day, 
And that develops a relationship, right? Like, oh, shoot, I eat donuts in the morning, too, when I go to the field. Or it's like, oh, yeah, you know, um, you know, uh, Matt almost ate a banana on, on film, which y'all will never see me eat a banana on uh, camera. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it's just like the little things like that, you know, like Ryan Greenspan could be like, oh, this is my workout for the day and easily just set up his camera at the gym or Marcelo could set up his camera at the gym and show people the workout he did for the day. It's, it's that easy. And, um. I feel like, you know, it's just you like I said, you have to some have to have some type of investment to have some type of return. One team that I think is actually trying to make waves in that aspect is actually Austin Notorious. Uh they released uh kind of a documentary on how they got to where they are now as the newest team in the pro division with uh I think Maxed might have been the one as far as like publishing behind it. Um, but you know, they released the story of, Hey, what does FSU stand for? And who, uh, Diego Soto is, who is a player that was playing with them all the way through divisionals. And then, you know, tragically passed away two years ago. Uh, so stories like that, that they're putting out to get like, Hey, you know, they may be the newest pro team, but we're going to, do things to actually gain our, you know, grow our following. Uh, and so props, props to notorious and you're not really seeing very many teams do that. And even if editing is the problem, like camp filming, I feel like has gotten easier and easier with, I mean, these new cameras that are coming out on phones, like phones can film in 4k that that's insane to me that you have that capability now. Uh, but if editing is a problem, like you can outsource that too. Uh, and while there is an extra expense there, but I mean, there's plenty of editors like you see all the time, like, especially with, uh, gaming YouTube channels, they'll have two or three editors partnered, uh, with them that, you know, they kind of rotate as far as who's who's editing the footage for that week. And it's, I mean, it's an expense, but that's how you grow the following. If editing is truly like something that you really can't get past you just outsource that too yeah um do you know who who made the austin notorious video uh was it you it was it was will but uh was will. I, nice. me, I made sure that will was doing everything right you know he kind of came to me it was like hey is this all right um so it was charles's idea from maxed um and then he paid uh will to do it so to talk about somebody who you know has that type of investment uh charles is like hey you know, I'm sponsoring Notorious. I want people to know who they are. Um, and then he came to Will and me and was like, hey, can y'all make this happen? And I was like, Will, this is going to be like, you know, your your entry into video editing. You are going to, you know, make this. And uh, this is going to be uh, your your labor of love. You're going to learn what it's like for me to sit down and, and make a video. And so he was he was pretty stressed out about it, but I was there to help him. So, yeah, it was one of those things where, like, I felt like this was how, you know, the team should be introduced. Um, and Will, Will pretty much did everything. Will pretty much, you know, led the whole thing. It just came to me for guidance. And then, you know, Charles was the guy who thought of it. So it was kind of like a, a three-headed dragon on taking that on. Yeah, and there's, I'm, I'm sure plenty of people have seen that. And now they know who Notorious is versus like, hey, these are... Yeah. Otherwise, it's just, hey, these are the new kids on the block. We don't know much about them other than, hey, they won D2 and then they immediately won semi-pro. Like, other yeah. than going back on PB Leagues a couple of years, we don't know much about them. Uh, and yeah. I, I love that Verbal's been in the chat for this one. He's he's saying, like, 
Each team not having their own media guy has hurt the sport tremendously. Only having industry pro passes for content really hurts the stories of teams. I, I mean, I agree with that 100%. I think that every team should have their own media person, and there's definitely enough media people out there to to do that. And look at the sidelines on the pro field alone. There's, uh, I feel like at least 10... Uh, 10 photographers, videographers just lined up on the snake side during pro matches. Uh, you can definitely get that, um, get that content out there and maybe going forward. That's something that the NXL as a league or as a player organization, like as a whole, they should come to an agreement and make that a requirement if they really want to get this sport, like kind of taken off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> It it takes some some money out of pocket, but you have to be willing to shell it out, especially if you're making money off of the content or some some way like that. Um, so like somebody like me, if I got picked up for a pro team, I would have Will out there filming me, like no doubt. It's like, all right, what do I have to do to get him out there? Um, so that he so I'm getting content. Um, but at the same time, like not everybody's passion is making content. So at the end of the day, it's like do you you have to approach it from a business standpoint of like, okay, we're gonna spend this amount of money to get this done, and what is this gonna bring back in? Um, and if you look at it from a long long term standpoint, you will develop people that are invested into the team and thus want to um, purchase merchandise, purchase you know um, anything that you can you know consume in paintball, whether it's watching the videos, getting you out for um, for clinics, things like that. Um, but you have to understand that there is some time, type of return on investment if you do it consistently because those people can establish relationships with you. Um, and that's that's how marketing works, you know. And, and somebody that's a viewer might be like, well, that seems kind of sleazy that you're only doing it for that. It's not you're only doing it for that, but you do have to have some type of goal in it um, that comes back to making money because you can't just do everything for free all the time, unfortunately. You know, that's and and if we want to make this sport grow and be, where people can play full time and not have just some guy with big pockets helping us, you know, like, oh, you know, I make this much money, I'm going to pay this guy um, and actually be like, hey, we're funding this ourselves. Um, we don't have to have like these outside guys or we do have sponsors, but they want to sponsor us because of the following we have and not because, um, you know, they just like paintball. Um, so that that's kind of where it comes back to, because like I said, not everything's free and uh, we only have so much time. Uh, in the day so it's like you know if we're going to spend our time on this we have to have some type of um you know return on what we're doing yeah i mean that just goes back into we need to promote outside of the people that we already have and how do you do it that's that's exactly how you do it you get these uh you get more members of the media you get more content out there and granted i don't know all of the specifics as far as like you know, ghost sports and their, their deal with the NXL. And I don't really want to get into that because I, I have no perspective. Uh, and I, I'm, I don't know if ghost sports is the one taking charge or if it's the NXL or if they're one in the same, I don't, I don't know what the agreements are there exactly, but I think that's the next step is to get more of this content. Like some of the stuff on ghost sports is really good. Like, uh, the, Sunday yeah. Sunday drivers I think or not Sunday drivers what's what's the most recent one that they did of like the recap of last season five Sundays five Sundays four Sundays Something yeah, like that, the, yeah whatever the newest version of five Sundays is um like that stuff is captivating and mm-hmm. it's locked behind a paywall on Go Sports where no one's gonna see it unless you're already there right 
Yeah, yeah, and then it doesn't come out on YouTube until like the end of the year, and you're like, this has no relevance to me whatsoever anymore because we already know it happens, right? So it's like if if you look at it from a timing standpoint, it's like, hey, if we're gonna do this, we need to have it out in two weeks. Um, you know, it might not be the best thing in the world, but if we still put in enough time, if we're paying people to do it, we still expect something good, and it's still relevant to people, and it still sets the stage for the next thing, which thus drives more people to watch the next tournament, right? So it's like when we're posting it, you know, six months later, we're not getting anything out of this besides the the five to ten thousand people watching it that already know what happened. So it's like then your then your watch time goes down because they're like, oh, okay, you know, I already know what happens. Um, but if you post it in between those, it still leaves it leaves you on a cliffhanger. It leaves you on a mystery of, oh, you know what's going to happen. Um, and if you if you give context to it, then it leaves like this this long lasting this long lasting interest in viewing paintball, right? Because you're always like, all right, what's the next thing? You know, Dynasty's won seven out of the last ten. What's the next thing to happen? Are they going to win eight out of the next, last eleven? It's everybody wants to know. And it's, so if you build that up, you have more anticipation to watching it and then more people tune in. And it, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a catalyst effect, but uh, for some reason we don't understand that um, in paintball and we want to lock everything behind paywalls um, that uh, quite honestly is, it's not cheap. $10 a month is not cheap when we're looking at subscriptions. Like what, what uh, isn't Hulu like the cheapest form of Hulu, like $8 a month? Something, something like, like that. that yeah i mean not <laughs> not only all of that but like the content whenever you do finally release it like even the stuff that is on ghost sports like defining moments is the newest version of five sundays defining moments episode one comes out after nxl florida and it's a recap of the first event of florida last year so it's like all right i'm looking at the storylines here i see that Hmm, Edmonton Impact's on top. Man, I really like that Alex Goldman guy. Let's go look up Edmonton Impact and see how they're doing this year. Wait a second. I don't see Alex Goldman anywhere in Edmonton <laughs> Impact's roster. Like, what happened there? And then there's this, like, huge disconnect, and yep. you're, you're not able to build a storyline or follow it when it's not released and available in a timely manner. Yeah, yeah. It, it, context is everything, and then um, within context is timing, so... For sure. Yeah. Verbals, he's kind of echoing that same thing. Yeah. He says, Go Sports needs to just hire someone to make shorts for YouTube and then grow that and start streaming it from there. Yeah. 100% agree. I mean, you can, they have channel like memberships on YouTube now. There's no reason that you can't migrate your platform to one with much higher visibility. Which I know that there's other things behind the scenes, like owners of Go Sports are like the same owners that own like, the NXL. And so I'm, I'm sure there's other reasons uh, and other motivations for that stuff. But I think just like you need to have more visibility in general, if you hope to grow this thing to where paintball really could be because it is cool. Yeah. I, I think I looked at the social blade stuff the other day. And I think if you combine me and verbal, we're doing like 20 times more views than ghost words. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. No, we got to fix that. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, I guess last question that I have for you before we kind of move on uh, from this topic, um, as far as your personal channel and your content creation, I know you're uh, filming with your head cam and your barrel cam, and then you have 40 media filming you on the sideline, and then you're doing all of the editing. 
Uh, do mm-hmm. you ever envision yourself getting to a point where you're outsourcing the editing portion and then you're focusing on more like being the personality and the creator itself? Whenever, whenever, uh, whenever my videos are hitting like uh, 200k views consistently, then I'll definitely do that. Um, and I'll probably have to teach the person how to edit, um, just because, like, I feel like nobody's nobody's editing uh, like paintball videos like I do. Um, I feel like people can learn though, um, and they probably can do it better than me, to be honest. But uh, just having that trust, because I know paintball is such a niche sport. Um, but but yeah, I, I would definitely like to outsource it. Just I would like to outsource it where I can edit. Because just as an FYI, if you go to my channel right now, you can um, you can see I, I just started a second channel, and I'm just gonna put like long form long format vlogs on it, uh, and just kind of like passion project stuff. Um, but the biggest thing there is like I would love to outsource my main stuff so that like that that is like. 10 times better production quality, um, like color grading's on point, um, you know, like everything's synced up, everything's right, all the emotions are there, there's all of these sound, you know, effects, um, and then I would just focus on doing secondary channel stuff, so like people get the the true, like, personality, so like, there's not enough paintball content right now, unfortunately, so just like with a second channel, I could push out more paintball content and develop a better relationship with people that's a little bit more personal. And I don't have to worry about retention time and view duration and click through rate. I can simply just be Matt the gym rat um, to like those people. Um, so yeah, that that's that's like in a perfect world. But like I said, until I'm you know posting a video every two weeks and it's getting you know you know half a million views, then I'm definitely not at that point. But uh, I think I think probably for probably for the time being, I'll be editing for a while. But I would love to outsource it so I can play video games more. <laughs> oh yeah, and then you. Then you're becoming more of a personality, and then it's like, hey, catch my paintball content, catch my you know Valorant content, catch my R6 content here, yeah. and that would be the dream. Yeah, definitely. All right, so uh, kind of moving forward from uh, that segment, uh, this next question is brought to us by FU Athletics. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. Uh, FU Athletics, they do uh, casual and uh, athletic clothing, uh, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Uh, It's by uh, Thomas, who's actually a teammate of mine on the Texas Titans. So go check out that website, uh, see what interests you, and of course, use code INTHEPITS25. So Matt, with everything that you've done in this you know, short time that you've been in paintball, which five years isn't short by any means. And you've definitely, you know, been very efficient with your time and you've done a lot. Uh, Do you have like a single favorite moment in your career so far, either as a player or as a content creator? Um, wow. Uh, I guess, I guess the, 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 the biggest moment like was obviously like, being on uh the world cup stage uh for playing for playing for first um you know that's just like that's the epitome of paintball right is playing for the finals at world cup um i don't think there's anything that came better than that that's the only time where i I, like felt something going into the match that i had never felt before you know like this whole chill went over my body as i was like airing up my tank um and i remember it like turned on as soon as i started airing up my tank i felt like this chill Um, and maybe it was the air blowing on me but i was like damn and then I told myself, I was like, dude, I've played high school football games with 10,000 people in the stands. Like, this is nothing. And as soon as the air came off, I was like, 
all right, let's go play paintball. Um, and, and it sounds very, <laughs> it sounds like cookie cutter almost like, like, all right, Matt, you're not in the action video, but like, you know, you're, you're the, you're the star to your own movie. So, uh, I was the star to my own movie there. Um, and so it was just a cool feeling to like, you know, be in that spot and having all those eyes on me that, you know, all those people watching, um, and nobody really knew me then. I, I, I had a million followers on TikTok then, but still like, Dude, I was the mo- I was like one of the most followed paintballers in the world, and still nobody in paintball knew me at the time. So it was just like, okay, I had to text Matty Marshall, I had to get his number and tell him who I was, and tell him like, oh yeah, I got a million followers on TikTok, and um, you know, that, so it was pretty cool. And and I played I played a really good match. Um, unfortunately, we didn't win. Um, uh, but like for for how I played, I felt like it was um one of my better matches of the tournament. And that whole tournament, I just felt like there was nobody better than me in the snake. Um, and I felt like even in that match, I still was um you know, like one of the best players on the field at times, but just unfortunately, you know, you can't, that, that shows how much of a team sport paintball is that even though you're like, okay, like I am playing really good, you still can lose. So, um, but yeah, like that, that was the point when I was like, okay, this is, you know, I was meant for this. I put in all the time, you know, um, where I went to college at, we didn't have like the, the only field I could go drill out on Saturdays was two hours away. So I would go drive two hours just to do drills for, you know, four hours and then drive home. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is, you know, where I'm meant to be. Um, and then it's, I haven't got back there yet, but, uh, it was, it's still like what I'm working for. Um, and, and for everybody watching, I've never truly won a paintball tournament that I've been proud of. I've won one, I've won one paintball tournament in my career and, um, I don't count it just because there was eight teams in the tournament and we were, uh, I felt like we were obviously the, the best team there. Um, but like, I, I still don't think I've, I've ever, that's the only tournament I've ever like truly won. Um, so like, I still don't have that, that thing to hang my hat on and say like, yeah, I've won this tournament. Um, so, uh, every time I think I'm there like this past weekend, I was like, let's do it, man. Like this is the time to do it and still didn't win it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I'm still chasing that, that first win, uh, that first true win. Um, and then for content, uh. I think whenever whenever TikTok hit a million, that was pretty cool. Um, but I think the coolest thing was like my last World Cup video when it hit like 200k views in like the first two weeks, and I was like, "Oh wow! Like this is uh, this is doing really well. <laughs> it's doing a lot better." Like I would look at like the people I looked up to, and my video was doing better than theirs. And I was like, "Like big people, like the the Phoenix Resale guy that I that I told you about. That's like." he's consistently getting over 100k views on his videos. And I was like, oh, wow, my video is doing better than his. And I was like, oh, I never saw myself being here. Um, so that was really cool. Um, um, besides that, there's there's been so many times, like the first time I ever got paid for doing videos was Twitch, funny enough. Um, so I got my first check from Twitch and I was like, I just got paid for playing video games, man. And so um, that was pretty cool. And, um, you know, becoming a YouTube partner, I think getting my plaque was another one. Um, but it all happens so fast that it, you don't really get to sit in it. And, uh, you know, I'm not really satisfied with, with where I'm at. Um, so I'm still working. So I, there's not like this huge thing. But just seeing that one video from World Cup do really well and all the time that I put into it and all the all the things that I set up to make sure that video went well and it all kind of came together uh, was a really good feeling. And so like I kind of understand like, this is the formula and now I need to improve on it. And so like, you can kind of look at my road cut video and then look at the videos I've been putting out recently and kind of see the, the correlation and the relationship in the two. Um, but yeah, that, those are probably the biggest moments is that is, is world cup funny enough for both of them. Yeah. I mean, 
with the the whole winning a tournament and how it, it's so difficult to win a tournament <laughs> in paintball like it's the hardest thing geez like especially when you've got some of these team counts like the margins are already super thin with how few points that you play in paintball and how little time there is on the field like you're only on the field for 12 minutes in d3 yep there and oftentimes that's probably what like four five six points in a match Mm-hmm. Like the margins are so razor thin in paintball. Like if one thing goes wrong, it yep. could be it could be as little as oh you got bounced versus the ball broke, or yeah. hey you're you know you got called out on rub, and that just blows the whole game. And it's yeah, you it's, get a penalty for rub. That's even worse. <laughs> oh yeah, and just to be like like where you are, you're you know well on your way to division two and still chasing that first win feeling that that just says how insanely difficult the sport of paintball is like other i know other sports it's like oh i won this match that that's like a great feeling you know we played on this field for an hour or multiple hours and we we came out as a better team where i was like in paintball you really only get that feeling if you win an entire tournament or and it's it's so crazy how hard this sport is or how hard Mm -hmm. like how high the standard is yeah and i mean like the the people on the internet don't understand but you get shot once and you're out like and it's not like the paintball flies and hits your the target that you're aiming at instantly there's so many variables and so like there's so much unpredictability in paintball and that's why it's so hard to win a tournament is because you have to have some type of luck on your side, you know? You have to have some type of, oh, I got bounce going in, or, oh, my paint didn't break when I was shooting this lane versus the other team that was shooting, like, worse paint and it was breaking. Um, and it's all factors in, dude. I mean, like, the the World Cup uh, tournament that we got second in, we had awful paint. Our paint was was – we could barely shoot, and we were still beating teams. So it's like, imagine if our paint was shooting straight. It's like, maybe maybe we would have lost those matches. Because we wouldn't have been shooting as much. Because we'd have been like, oh, you know, I don't have to shoot this gap as much now because all my paint isn't, you know, isn't doing the 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 curly cues and looking like a bunch of uh, Arby's curly fries out there. But I mean, dude, it's 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 so many weird factors. Um, funny enough, whenever we got second at World Cup, the semi pro squad for Crisis won, and they couldn't even shoot paint out of their guns. Like they literally, there's a clip from Fava um, on his. Um, instagram of rashad sitting in the snake shooting and he doesn't get a ball he, i think he shot like two balls and he hit a guy running through a gap with one of them they were taking the paint we got like one of the last kids they were taking the paint off out of our packs and putting it on their it putting it in their backs in the finals because our paint had been sitting out in the sun longer so it wasn't as brittle and it was just like it's it was crazy man and um it's like you still win a tournament doing that it just shows like the amount of skill and um amount of luck on your side when even like you can't shoot a straight ball and you're still winning the tournament. This this sport is so dumb sometimes, honestly. Let's <laughs> oh, be real. Uh, yeah. It's just all of those different factors that just make it like just that much more satisfying when you do get yeah. that win. So <laughs> the chat, PJ underscore T, shout out to Arby's Curly Fries one time. <laughs> Let's go, Arby's. <laughs> all right. So uh, with... Uh, you know, coming back to your current playing career and looking to the near future. So uh, you've been 
coming down to play in Texas quite a bit. You traveled down to Dallas for the first BunkerFest event, Mm -hmm. and then uh, just a week and a half ago, you were here for the NXL Lone Star event, and then you've also, uh, not too long ago, you came to Paintball Fit to play the Mech X-Ball events. So Mm -hmm. how have your experiences been playing in Texas? Oh, dude, it's... It's it's awesome, man. Um, I, I genuinely think that like if I didn't have such a good situation here, I would just quit everything and move to Texas. Um, it's it's been it's like every time I go there, I always like it. Um, and I think that everybody that plays there is good. Um, we brought all the clutch guys out on Sunday um, after Bunker Fest to play at Fit, and they were like, "Damn, these D four kids are good." <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "That's because they play against really good competition every weekend, you know." And I mean, like Scott and all them were out there from Fit playing against these D four kids. I was like, "That's why they're good. Is because they're playing against good competition." Not only that, but like, <clears throat> I yeah, I feel like I see I sound conceited sometimes when I say this stuff, but like. I can go to any paintball field in the country now and somebody will know me there. And that's really awesome that I can go to fit and literally just see people that I know there and, and talk to. Uh, whenever we came to Dallas to play uh, the Mech X-Ball, it, me and we, we got to know Dylan really well, just to say that. Uh, so um, Dylan Fout, so we stayed with him and Scott Stewart. And so the first, so Scott had all his boys come in and, and Dylan was like, oh, um, we kind of ran out of places for everyone to sleep. So Will slept in the bed with Dylan <laughs> and I slept on the floor next to him. And I was like, I was like, bro, we were getting to know Dylan so well. And this is the first time we ever met him. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, and now every time I see Scott, it's such a good time. And, and Will and Scott have a really good relationship too. And um, like every time I see Dylan, I'm like, man, I love you, dude. And he's like, come here, buddy. I love you too. And it's just, <laughs> it's a good, it's a, it, you know, it's just great relationships and, like I said, I can go out to any field now and just talk to people and know people and people will know me. And I'm, you know, like, like how paintball is, you're instantly welcomed in. And um, playing, like, it definitely opened my eyes to how good people are playing the Mech X-Ball was the first time of, like, oh, these people are, you know, playing against, like, Blake Yarber and um, all the fit guys. And, like, just seeing the the quality and everybody that was out there was huge. Um, and so uh, going to Bunker Fest and playing against everyone, um, granted, like our squad was a pretty throw together squad. All of us were had played in clutch, but never really played tournaments together. Um, so it, it was a good time, and and obviously, like the competition out there is is really solid. Um, and then playing against y'all, obviously in in uh, Texas, and losing to y'all um, kind of opened our eyes. Um, just like you know, even these teams that are going two one and one coming out of prelims are still like they have a ton of talent, and y'all are still able to, you know capitalize on the middle like the smallest mistakes and that was a a big big factor but yeah like i like texas a lot uh if i didn't have like my best friend willing to film me and us doing so well in content and having a a pretty solid job out here i'd definitely be like all right i'm picking up all my stuff and moving to dallas texas is where it's at Uh, there's just so many factors that make us like such deep talent pool across the state Mm -hmm. and it's not just that fit i mean grand fit is fantastic and they've built something amazing there but it's truly across the state i mean part of it's like we don't have an off season we don't have to take off because you know there's six to ten inches of snow covering the field yeah even in like january february it's still like 50 degrees outside so we don't have an off season um we've got players that are playing like d4 for many many years like we've got players that have been playing in d4 for 10 plus years and they're they're just like grinding and 
like constantly we're playing like doesn't matter what division we're playing uh at practice we're the guys that are truly like climbing up they're they'll play against whoever they'll play against the local pros they'll play against you know upper division guys they'll play you know as many tournaments as they can like we've had multiple seasons where we've played 10 tournaments mm-hmm. in one season so it's just it's yeah that's huge it's massive and the and because of it like the competition just across the board is super high right now and uh you i mean you see it at in the results like texas teams are uh definitely a cut above it seems like for uh the rest of the country in all divisions like uh i'm happy that you you know gave some shout outs to us like we definitely made some mistakes in prelims and went 2-1 and 1 when you know we had a couple of matches where we were up and then let the other team back in like even heck even that first point that we played against y'all we we were up like three bodies to your one snake guy and it ended up being a no point so yeah yeah it was that uh, it was a it was a crap show that first like the first three points were just penalties you know like that we started off i think it was we got it to a five on three and then my brother got a major and so it immediately goes to a to a you know two on three and then it was a one on three and then you know, it ended up being a no point. And then the next point, y'all got a major and it should have been a no point, but our coach towed it before they called it a no point. And so it was like, okay, uh, what's happening? And then the next mm-hmm. point is a four on four and we get a minor. And so it immediately goes to a four on two. And it's like, dude, can, <laughs> can we get, can we get a grips on how to actually pay paintball and not get penalties? Um, and then at that point, you know, like we, we lose that. And then it's like, y'all, y'all have the advantage, right? Y'all are, y'all have us on our heels. Y'all are up two zero, And it's like, we got a minute and a half. And so at that point we're, we're just like trying to scratch for anything. Um, and so, and y'all did a really good job at, at like holding us off. Um, and like, just even like we won that next point in like a minute, but still the fact that we had to take a whole minute and we only had a minute and a half says something right. That we were like flying down the field. Uh, and it still took us that long because then we're like 30 seconds. We got to go fast, you know. And then that point, I like crawled in y'all snake. The very last point, I crawled in y'all snake and I shot two people. And the third person, I ran out of paint shooting. At, and I was like, oh, no, I'm in their snake mm-hmm. with the guy up. Like I'm looking at him face to face and I have to reload. And then your snake guy came and uh, gave like 10 in the back of my head. And I was yeah. walking off the roof's like, are you OK? I was like, yeah, I'm good. My head's just ringing a little bit. Um but I was like, I was like, I was so upset after that because I was like, if I didn't run out of paint, I would have been okay. But the fact that, you know, I ran out of paint is just something else. But yeah, it was, it was like the fact that, you know, y'all were able to take advantage of the opportunities y'all were given, um, says something that we weren't able to do the same. So I will say for our guy that shot you, gave you 10 in the back of the head, he did feel really bad about it afterwards. He's like coming off the field. He's like, I think I gave him like 10. And he, he, he did feel bad, so I, uh, I will pass the apology along on his behalf. Yeah, he, he said he said he's sorry. I was like, it's good, man. I was like, I know it happens in paintball. I'm not going to be the one to complain about it. I always make fun of people that do complain, so I'm never going to be the guy to complain about getting extra. Yeah, well, I mean, the just the level of competition here in Texas to say, like, y'all are coming off of a fourth place at the first NXL event, and then you come to Bunker Fest, and granted, it was a throw-together line, but you uh, don't make it out of prelims and then you mm-hmm. come to uh, the second event in Texas and you go three and one and you're like the, I think like the fourth seed or something. You're yeah, like the highest seed like did not get a buy. And then you get knocked out in the Ochos. 
to mm-hmm. this two one and one team. So yep. like this Texas does it differently, and it's uh, and this is like our first year in D three. We were mm-hmm. in yeah D- y'all, y'all got what second in D D four? No we got, third. We got fourth in D four at Cup out of ninety five teams. Like God, that dang. was that was a uh, a a weekend. Yeah. That's impressive too. That's something big to like hang your hat on. It's like, hey, out of pretty much a hundred teams, we were the fourth best one. Yeah. I mean, it would have been been nicer with the top three, but you know. Yeah. I know it. I know. (laughs) I know the feeling. Yeah. It's still, still though, uh, here in Texas, we do it differently. So, like, you, uh, let's see. So, this next question, like, looking ahead, you know, what's next for Clutch? Are y'all going to come down to Bunker Fest here in a week and a half? Or are you going to do some? Is it time to finally rest and recover before the next NXL event? Yeah, man. I think I think the the consensus is most people are going to be hanging out to the next NXL event. There's a large amount of guys that want to play the next NXL event. Um, so we're I think we'll have a D four team out there and a D three team. Um, so uh, from that that standpoint, yeah, um, I think they wanted to do the Bunker Fest team, but they just didn't have enough guys. I was one of those guys that was like, I. I need some time off, man. Like I'm, my videos are stacking up. I've got like four in the backlog now, and I'm like, okay, I really need a, like a solid two weekends that I can, you know, go out to the field and do drills for a couple hours, and then come home and edit. Um, but yeah, um, the, definitely the next thing is just to try and perform well in the rest of these NXL events. I mean, um, getting a fourth in in the in the first one, and then taking a ninth. I think I think somebody said we're sitting like top five. Uh, for the series, which is a good feeling, but um, we're not we're not where we want to be. And to be honest, like I could care less how the series goes. I just want to win a tournament. Um, I want to go out there and prove that we're the best, you know. Um, and that's just going to come from learning. The guys have really bought into me and my brother's style of play, and so we'll lead the practices and we have an agenda of things we want to get done. Um, and it's really been paying off as far as like from a learning perspective, because the guys last year were just like, they would just come in there and play points against us and we would just play points. And I was like, we're not growing at all. We're just playing the points just to learn the field. And then we go out there and go two and two. And then clutch goes like two and two, one and three. Sometimes they'll go like two, one and one. Um, and it's like, guys, we're, we're, we haven't progressed at all, but we're not, we're doing the same thing at practice. So it's like, why, how can we expect some type of growth if we're not challenging ourselves? Um, so the biggest thing there was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to run breakouts. We're just going to shoot the lanes. We're just going to run breakouts. We're just going to play points. And then we're just going to do drills, you know, and we focus on like certain things. And so we're like, okay, where are we lacking? We're going to focus on that. And what do we need to do to build that back up? And like I said, there's a formula for being good at paintball and it's not hard. You just got to be willing to do it. And so, um, that's, that's kind of why I'm excited for the rest of the year is that we can, we do have this formula and we know like, Oh, this is what we need to do to grow. And so it's just doing that now. Yeah. And especially now that there's a little bit more time in between events, like the, after oh, yeah. this June event, I think there's like a two plus month or two and a half month gap between uh mid June and then Chicago, which is in sh- September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. To, um, I think I think I went a little bit too hard in the off season to be honest. I played every Saturday and Sunday in the off season, um, and then was going out and um, you know working out every pretty much every day during the week. So uh, my body's definitely feeling it. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to just spending some weekends, um, not stressing too much about having to go someplace or having to pay five hundred dollars to play a tournament or 
however much it costs for uh, NXL events or local events because it, it does add up. So, um, but yeah, and, and at the same time, I can get really creative with like the content that I make now. I've got a ton of ideas in my head that are, um, you know, pretty minimal effort, but I know would do really well. I just need a weekend to actually do them and not, you know, have to worry about like, hey, if I'm going to buy a Walmart paintball gun, <laughs> it's not during a layout weekend. <laughs> Yeah, all so, of, all of that expenses as well. I mean, they definitely add up. I know you're a big deposit guy, but uh, those are definitely big withdrawals that uh, yeah. add add up. Yeah, it's no joke, man. All right, so uh, everybody here that's still in the chat, uh, we're getting here towards the end, and we're gonna start going through the questions that are in the chat. So, last call to ask Matt something. If you want to get it in there, get it in there now. So, get them in. So, Matt, uh, this question is one that I ask everybody that comes on the show. Brought to us by Get That Shot. He's an, another NXL Pro Media guy uh, from the Valley down south in Texas. So, message Get That underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram for media coverage at BunkerFest or NXL. So, is there anybody in paintball? So, I in the script, I left Texas in there because usually... I, Ask Texas people, but in your case, you know, we'll make an exception. So anybody in paintball, either teams, players, brands, projects, pages, field owners, media, like it doesn't matter who it is, who in paintball do you think deserves more recognition for what they're doing? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, <clears throat> this, this might sound, this might sound, um, like a little bit biased, but uh, being someone who is a recipient, um, I got two people actually. Um, like Lone Wolf uh, is literally the only people supporting independent paintball creators and players right now. Um, if you look at any other brand out there, there's nobody physically sponsoring or like actually sponsoring players um like lone wolf is you know like um those guys reached out to me and was like hey you know we want to work out a sponsorship deal nobody nobody else in the paintball space has done that to me and it's funny because i i'm sitting like the most viewed paintball channel on youtube <clears throat> or one of them um you know the the largest paintball tiktok um, me and Marky are the only two guys and nobody in paintball has reached out to me besides them. And it shows that they understand not only what drives <clears throat> what they not only understand what people are interested in, but they also understand the marketing aspect to that and what it takes to see a return on it. Right? Like you have to be willing to put something in to get something out and they're willing to put something in to independent people like myself to get something out of it. And that, that says a lot because, you know, I wouldn't be able to do a lot of videos without them. Um, so that's, that's another thing is like whenever you go and shop at, at Lone Wolf, um, you know, and use my code, it not only is, uh, giving you something and you get to say something, but it also shows that like, Hey, Matt is worth it. Um, and he might be even worth more than it, which means that I can make even better videos, you know? Um, so at the end of the day, like that's a huge that's a huge driver because there's nobody else in paintball actually reaching out to creators. They they sponsor Ronnie, um, which is another creator. It's like who else is actually reaching out to these guys and, and doing that? Um, Maybe and that Transfuse. That's about it. 
Yeah, and Transfuse. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, um, there's there's very few companies um, that are that are doing that that are paintball companies. Um, and, and I don't want to leave Transfuse out. Yeah, we've worked together too. Um, but uh, the other person is uh, funny enough. I saw his Discord up, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> Steven, um, SVP Paintball, dude. Steven is like a wealth of knowledge." And I'm sure I don't know if you've seen his videos. But oh, he yeah. has so much educational stuff, and he is so well-spoken, and he thinks it out, and his content is so good that it's, it's hard to not watch it whenever you start watching it, right? You're like, wow, I'm learning so much stuff that I didn't actually think about. We're like, I knew it, but I never put it in words like that, so now it's easier for me to tell other people. Um, Steven has a large amount of pride for his work and I have a ton of respect for that. And that's why like we flew him out to coach us for Texas, right? Like I was like, this guy has brought so much knowledge and education to myself that I think that he can do that for the whole entire team. And I trust him in making the calls because I've seen him multiple times draw up game plans that um, not only I thought were excellent, but at World Cup last year actually worked whenever we whenever he was like, Hey man, I just want to coach all to coach all, you know, I'm gonna be at World Cup. And we we were winning doing his game plans. And so I was like, I trust this guy. You know, I've sat down and talked with him and not only that, but we have a lot of common interests. And that's always a super easy thing to to work out whenever, you know, he's like, you know, how can I make my YouTube videos better? And I'm like, dude, you just you just asked me the question that has no into the answer i'm going to talk your head off for the next three hours about how we can make your youtube channel better um so like that's awesome is to have a you know a, he's a friend um to have a friend that is that knowledgeable and is that willing to spend the amount of effort that is needed to make good long-form content and i'm super happy that uh he's got the thing with ghost sports now so he's going to be on the ghost sports cast um and i think he's commentating the um premiere field so we will get some really solid commentating out of him. Um, unfortunately, Vince isn't there anymore. But I think if we had Vince and him in the booth, that that, that commentating would be insane. But yeah, he's going to bring a great analytical standpoint to Ghost Sports that I feel like he's uh, like Tony Romo brings to the NFL. Yeah, that would be great to have. I know we were missing the uh, Premier Field webcast for this last event. Uh, I hope that it comes back stronger. I know that Vince uh, had to step away, so... Definitely, definitely a hole that needed to be filled. And I'm glad that uh, SVP Paintball himself is there to uh, fill those shoes. I, I know that I've definitely watched a lot of his videos, especially like the why you're stuck in D4, why you're stuck in D3 stuff. So, uh, yeah. PJ says shout out to Vince one time. Yes, let's yeah. go. All right. So, um, yeah, Verbal saying that uh, ANS reached out recently asking to license footage. Sure, it is direct correlation to what Lone Wolf is doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, glad that uh, ANS is doing that. Uh, you know, shout out to Rory from uh, ANS Gear, one of the people, probably one of the only people in paintball putting videos on YouTube, which was all like product reviews and stuff. But still, like everybody knows Rory just because he's he's the one that was been putting the videos out there for such a long mm -hmm. time yeah so yeah now time to go through some questions from the chat uh let's see just everybody saying hello uh dan shelley um from sheldon media or sheldon yeah what's up Shell dan the photos Shell the photos you got uh charlie lima assault squad saying what's up uh eli greer saying what's up what's up matt from puma 
Uh, from Lawson Benedict saying hello. Let's see. Uh, Eli Greer asks, Matt, uh, how bad is the adrenaline rush when you were uh, playing in the World Cup? It, 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 like I said, it kicked in and then it went back down uh, and then I went to work. Um, you know, it was, I told myself it's another paintball match. Um, and that's what I went out there and played it like was another paintball match. But, um, but I think once I got done, it was a really good feeling to know that like, you know, like I said, all, all that work kind of culminated to one, one thing. Um, and I had been on bigger stages before, not quite as much on, on the line, but, um, I had played in front of thousands of people for in high school for football. Um, so it wasn't something new uh, as far as being in front of that many people, but just the amount of things on the line. I was like, if I let myself be nervous, then I won't play to my full potential. And so I just didn't let myself be nervous. Um, I, I have a pretty, I have a pretty good inner monologue. I don't know if y'all know this, but like I always talk to myself in my head and make sure that I'm, I'm in the right state of mind. Um, Cause I know like, Paintball is a, is a game of uh, smart decisions, and if you're emotional, sometimes you don't make the right decision. So it's better to be level-headed, usually for myself. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, just when, you're, when you have experience, and really a, a big part of it is just experience. When you have experience with that adrenaline and knowing how to uh, still focus and really like slow yourself down and still... like. Hey, I'm going to fall back on my training or fall back on my experiences to know exactly what to do versus just like improvising. Like that that's when you're like that's I think that's what they call the flow state a lot mm-hmm. of the time. So, yeah. Uh next question from uh Puma, how are you able to afford paintball when you while you go about your normal life? Oh man. Um so I work a day job as a engineer. I'm a process engineer. Um, so that, that's pretty much my day job that brings in, um, you know, like the majority of my income, but, uh, luckily for me, you know, with, uh, YouTube monetization and the sponsorships, uh, that I have, it does make pay- playing paintball a little bit easier. Um, so that's, that's kind of why I, I'm so big on like long form content too, is, is not only does it let me express myself, but if it does well enough, I can, you know, not have to work a job and I can focus more on simply making the content. Um, which is, you know, what I want to do. That's always my end goal is that, um, you know, I want to be a full-time content creator, which what I feel like would be a first for paintball to have a full-time YouTube content creator. Um, cause when Maddie was doing it, he was 17. So technically like, I guess you could say it was his full-time job, but he also was like in high school still. Um, so, you know, you wouldn't tell, you wouldn't call a high school worker, uh, a full-time having a full-time job, but yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, if I could, you know, make the long form content more attractive to larger audiences and build that, then I could definitely say like, you know, I don't have to work my day job anymore. I can simply sit at home and make these videos. Um, but yeah, like the, the biggest thing is I work a normal day job like everybody else. Uh, and then the, the, the YouTube and sponsorship money allows me to do the extravagant videos where I fly out to Texas and play in the McX ball, or, you know, um, I can go to bunker fest and actually play those are, that's what helps out with like the, tying up the loose ends of everything. All right. Next question from David Ratchford. He says, Matt, what is your team switching up to pull out a win at this next bunker fest? Uh, he's not going to be there at bunker fest, but, uh, just, I guess going forward in general, what's your team switching up? Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing is like, we just have to establish some consistency. Um, I feel like this last event, if, um, if we had just maybe been able to talk, communicate a little bit more, um, I feel like that would have been a better spot, even for Bunker Fest, just having a consistent roster. 
um, would have been helpful, you know, like coming out and playing with some guys. Um, the biggest thing that I think we've struggled with uh, recently is just um, not only penalties, but like kind of dying out of our bunkers. So just working on survivability. We're definitely going to be focusing more on um, those drills going into the next event. So which will be Philly is like, hey, we need to we need to run island drills because we keep on getting dinked out of these spots and we should, you know, be focused on staying alive more and communicating um, while still covering our zones. Um, there's there's some things that Steven gave us on a checklist um, so we definitely have some things to work on, but I feel like the biggest thing for us is playing a little bit cleaner um, and not dying silly ways. Um, so just focusing more on valuing our body and communicating more. For sure. Uh, let's see. Earlier you were talking about uh, when you were making either clips or shorts, uh, sometimes you would uh, add like other meme effects to it. Uh, from Sturma, he asked, how big is your meme folder of effects? Well, how big is my meme folder? Man, I can't count it on my hands and toes. Um, it's probably like 200 memes, somewhere around there. Because um, I, I, I had the memes on my stream too. So I have a stream deck uh, and I would just press buttons when I was live streaming and memes would play. So I still have, I have probably, you know, 80 to 90 memes just from that alone. And then from getting all the other memes from uh, from everything. And also when I used to do, um video game videos uh, on my Matt the Gym Rat gaming channel back in the day uh, I would just download a bunch of PNGs if I said something funny so that we could like throw it on there so I still have like probably have like 200 also photos of memes that if I wanted to throw those in I could uh but yeah it's uh, the meme the memeage is deep over here in uh Matt the Gym Rat land take notes content creators all right uh from Jonah Lange he asks hey are you going to be at the tournament in Chicago yeah, we will. I will be there. Um, I am going to all the NXL events this year, unless um, you know something bad happens, or if anything. Um, honestly, to be honest, going into Texas uh, the weekend before practice, we only had six guys, and my brother was like, "If we have six, I'm not playing." So I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to find another team," and so I was just gonna find another team and fly out to wherever they were practicing that weekend. But unfortunately, or fortunately for us, we we did end up. Uh, managing to get some people to to go in so we had six before the first practice and then we had nine at the tournament and i was like what's happening uh but yeah it was just like if 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 the clutch you know if something happens where we're like hey we only got five guys for chicago well then i'm calling somebody up and i'm like hey man uh y'all got a spot because uh i'll be there for practice this weekend uh but yeah i'm going to all the the nxl events this year and i'm gonna play in all of them too so sweet all right, uh, from PJ underscore T, uh, earlier when we asked you about your favorite moment, he said, favorite paintball moment is getting cracked in the head by a first strike round at red versus blue. Yeah, so PJ is, uh, he does the podcast from the Center 50. Um, so he is, he's a fellow Carolinian, um, and he's a really good guy. I, I enjoy listening to his podcast as well. He's a uh, great comedic, uh, or uh, great comedic relief whenever everything's serious. So, um, uh he's a he's a good friend too we talk a lot but um yeah he uh we played the red versus blue uh at the beginning of the year and um i don't i don't play scenarios too much but like those scenarios that are in my backyard i'm like all right i'll be there you know and so just uh running around and having fun and just goofing off we were doing running and gunning drills at the other team while we were playing so well it's just a good time and anytime i get to bring out my mech gun um which uh i got the 3m so that was like my second time ever using it um, I was like, anytime I get to bring out the Met gun, it's a good time. For sure. Even, and I'll, uh, I'll have to go check PJ's out. 
uh, his channel, even though he's saying hashtag in and out. And he, he asked Matt, oh, why does man. Matt, why does Whataburger suck so much? I almost timed you out of this chat. You better watch yeah. your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, in and out is like the lowest of low when you like go, go to like burgers. I think Burger King has better burgers than in and out. I'll be honest. <sighs> Ooh, I'm just, man. I'm just saying, like In and Out does not, there's nothing about In and Out impresses me. They it's put like, Thousand Island on their burgers, and people are like it's, it's animal style. <laughs> like it's, it's Thousand Island, dude. Come on. I just felt a disturbance in the forest, like millions of voices <laughs> over in California just cried yeah. out. <laughs> they like raised their fists. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Uh, Matt Rao in the chat saying, just here to let Matt know that I'm upset he missed his another deposit pick today. Dude, Matt Rao, uh, pro player for Infamous, um, needs to make YouTube videos again. That's how me and Matt became friends. And I will say that I've only jersey swapped with two people, and they're both pro players. So, you know, if if somebody wants to make a jersey swap, there's a 100% chance that you'll turn pro. Just saying. All right, let's see. Uh... Oh gosh. Um let's see other questions in the chat. Um see, I think oh, we're getting down to the end. Let's see. Uh AJ Molinari, who's actually the Titans coach, uh, he says SVP makes good content. It was cool to coach against him in Texas. Yeah, he 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 switches up the variables, man. He was like He's always got us. He always has a reason to why we do something, and that's huge, right? Not just saying like, "Hey, we're gonna do this." He's like, "Hey, this guy is going here, which means that we can go here, you know." And either you're you're going there because he can't shoot you, or you're going there to shoot him, and that that's like it, it's huge to have some type of reasoning behind every move on the field. Um, and so it was it was in Florida we didn't have a coach, so we kind of came in, and they would look at me and my brother and be like, "All right, what are we doing?" And I'm like. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go to the Doritos again, and Tyler's gonna shoot for the back center. <laughs> but it was like it was like okay, you know, when it comes down to the nitty gritty, we need somebody to, to you know call the call the lines and do everything else. Because sometimes I'm like I don't have the confidence to tell you know all these guys that are looking at me the right thing, you know. Uh, and it's not just the confidence; it's the knowledge really that doesn't get that gives me the, not having the knowledge gives me not to have the confidence. But yeah, it's like, hey, I just came off the field and I can only see what I'm doing. You know, like we picked up a guy just for the event and I have no clue how he played because literally every time I played, he played. And so it's like, how do I call the line if I have no clue how this guy plays paintball? And so like that, that was huge to have him in there and, um, you know, give that outside perspective. Yeah, it's it's definitely huge. You need, especially at the upper levels, you need that outside perspective. Uh, it's, it's so difficult to play or coach just in general, let alone at a high level. Mm -hmm. uh and you know we're definitely thankful that we have aj this year because previous like events like all last two years either we were lucky enough to maybe pull like colt roberts if he was uh, there you know available that weekend and the event was at x factor or like we player coached and it's tough like we we player coached at world cup that fourth huh. place out of 95 and man that was it granted, like we had a big roster, so that helped a little bit. Just like you know, guys that weren't playing that point were able to watch. But yeah, it's it's tough. So AJ, yeah. shout out to you. Glad we have you around for sure. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, PJ, or let's see, the real deal. NC says Toma crew in the house. Uh, let's see. PJ says a shout out to Matt for introducing me to this show. Going to add it to your PB content arsenal. Appreciate that. 
I've got content every week. Uh, you're definitely going to be wanting to stick around for some of these later guests that I have this month. Matt, don't spoil episode 50, but we got we got some bangers coming. <laughs> we got bangers for sure. Let's see. Uh, next question uh, from SVP Paintball says, question, why is Matt so cute? <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> Steven, you got to take me on a date first question from leo l which is one of my teammates he says matt how much you bench oh man i don't max out anymore dude i'm getting old <clears throat> i do i go in and i focus on contractions now i did uh the other day i did uh the 90 pound dumbbells for like uh four sets of eight so i don't know i'm i'm no longer i'm no longer a heavy lifter um i still like go for like like heavy lifts but i don't max out or anything like that uh because uh, your boy is getting old and diving into the Doritos and the snake every single point um, does not help out whenever I go to the gym and try and squat. Um, these knees are not. Uh, oh, you're younger than me. Don't give me that you're getting Come old. Come on now. Come on now. I, I will say this. I will say this. My my joints or uh, my uh, tendons are not the best. I've had like tendonitis like I think six times now between my knee, my arm, and my, my um, Achilles. Like it's, it's, uh, it's pretty consistent, so I definitely have to like dial back um, whenever I'm in the gym and focus not so much on like stressing stressing out, but just really getting a solid workout in when I'm in there. I feel that I've definitely been riding the injury train uh, for the last year and a half now with the you know sciatic pain and yeah, disc. That's fun, the worst, dude. Oh, dude, that's rough. I can't imagine back back uh, back injuries. Those are yeah. always uh, rough. Back and shoulder injuries. I'm not not jealous of at all. For sure. Yeah. Uh, PJ says, uh, Christian, pretty sure I followed you today on Instagram. Let's see about a collab in the future. Absolutely, man. Love to uh, have you on. Uh, let's That'd get some, let's get something in the works for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Sturby says, it's all about those deposits. Uh, Real Deal NC says, North Carolina stand up. Let's see. Sturmy says, legs or I arms? Stand up. Legs or arms? <clears throat> Why not do both? Facts. I did legs today though, and I forgot yeah. to post my my another deposit mm -hmm. picture. So um, maybe I should do arms. <laughs> yeah, Stormy says Waterburger at two a.m. is elite. Changed my mind. There we go. Finally, yeah, we're restoring I order say, in here. I will say that if uh, that that uh, all of the Carolinians were adamant that Cookout is better than both of those or any of those, but I, um, I don't know Cookout. I'll have to go check that one. Yeah, it's a it's a college town thing here in like mm. the southeast. Okay, gotcha. All right, let's see. Um, from Maddie V, appreciate you, gang. Another Matt starting his paintball journey in Michigan thanks to the Gym Rat. My first marker will be from Planet Eclipse. Looking forward to doing weekly pugs. Any other suggestions? Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I guess the biggest thing after that is get get a tank that that you actually enjoy. I see too many people getting like the three thousands or the peanut forty five forty fives and you're always going to want to upgrade. So you might as well spend the extra $20 to get a 68 or, you know, get a 77, which will be like an extra 30 bucks or 40 bucks or, you know, get a reg extender. That'll be super comfortable um, for you whenever you hold your paintball gun. So many people start with really small tanks and they look like nerds um, because they hold their guns with it, like right on their nose. Um, so in order to not like look like a nerd and look like you know what you're doing, get a tank that fits you well. Um, the best thing to know is like it comes up to like your elbow whenever you hold your gun. Um, somewhere around there is pretty good. 
Um, and then after that, like, uh, you know, a solid loader. That's get a spire. Get a spire yeah. specifically. Don't don't <laughs> mess around. Like, don't cheap out on anything else. Get a spire. Yep. And you can use the code GEMRAT to save 15% on that Spire. I'm just saying. And um, I've had a Spire 3. I got a Spire 3 in 2018. It's the same Spire I'm still using today. So uh, I've never had to do anything besides yes, replace replace the motor once, which was literally $20. So, um, yeah, it's it's worked wonders for me. I always recommend it. Um, and then after that, just get a barrel kit so you can bore your paint. So you're a little bit more air efficient. You have a little bit more accuracy downfield. Uh, so your paint's not wobbly going through that, um, that bar- that barrel. Um, yeah. And then after that, it's just nitpicking stuff like getting a, a better regulator. So you have better air pressure coming out of your gun. So it's more opt- optimized, uh, or more better air pressure coming out of your tank. So it's more optimized for your gun. Um, and then after that, get a mask that doesn't fog up. Mask and, is before uh, all that. Yeah, definitely get 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 the get get a solid mask. Um, JT Pro Flexes are not expensive and they work great. Um, and then, uh, yeah, man, just uh, get everything else after that. And then the biggest thing is before you go buying all the Hormesis and Sandana stuff, spend a little bit extra money at getting good at paintball because it doesn't matter how good you look if you still suck at paintball. I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I don't care that you broke your elbow. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just get I I can't tell you how like especially for the hopper thing though, like I was bad for years and then I switched from a rotor to a spire and I was like Wow. Oh, <laughs> oh this is how paintball's supposed to be played. Yeah, I've had my spire three since twenty seventeen. I've gone through two board replacements, uh and it's I'm still going strong with it. Yeah, you can't beat it. So yeah, let's see. Looks like got a few more questions coming in. Man, the chat's still popping. Uh, from Sturmy, what is the biggest thing you have learned that you think has helped playing paintball? Do more drills. Do more drills. There's no other sport in the world that they just simply play against each other all day. You know, football. Guess what? They go out there and they do tackling drills. They do coverage drills. They do you know, route running drills. If you're looking at soccer, the literally the best players in the world just go outside and pass the ball to each other for two hours a day. It's like, it's not that hard. Go out there, learn how to snap shoot better, learn how to shoot lanes better, learn how to play your bunker, learn how to communicate. It's not that hard. Instead of wanting to go out there and play so many points, if you want to win paintball and you want to do well, go out there and focus on the fundamentals and get good at it. It's not, it's, it's, it's literally, it's, it's that simple, but people don't want to do it because they'd rather go out and play points because it's more fun. It's like, well, guess what? Do you want to win the points in practice or do you want to win the points in the tournament? Because the whole reason we practice is to do good in the tournaments. And if you're not doing good in the tournaments, guess what? Then you're probably flawed fundamentally. One thing I'll add to that, because this is something that you actually do need to play points to realize, um, you have to go to their side of the field in order to hit the buzzer to score the point. So get out of your primary. Yeah, that's huge. That dude, I'm so adamant. Like the last tournament I play, I'm literally behind. I'm the I play the two and D four because if I was having to run and dive everywhere, I'd probably quit um every weekend. But uh I play the two and I'm like, dude, look heads up, wrap and go. I was like, we are not gonna win the point sitting in these bunkers shooting cross field. I was like, we can do that all day, and they will still go through our gaps, and they will go down and shoot us all in the back. I was like, if we do not go up the field, we're not going to be good. you know. So that's, that's another huge thing. It's like, hey, if you don't go through your progressions and get up the field, you're going to lose. You know, It's just bound to happen. For sure. SVP Paintball asks, 
Matt, what's the most common mistake you see players make in Division Three? Mm. I feel like I, I guess I'll come from my point. My point of view um, is uh, just going quiet. I think that's a huge thing. Is like not relaying information when you have it. Um, it. Like my brother gets on to me a lot of like I'll get kills out of the snake and I won't say anything because I'll go for the next kill. And he's like Matt, you just got two kills. Why would you not tell somebody? And I feel like a lot of times. More than more often than not, like I go quiet. So whenever we're talking about it, I feel like from my standpoint, it's like maybe sometimes I'm too quiet. Like if I'm a if I'm a two, I will talk the whole entire match. But as soon as I'm a one and I'm in this vulnerable position, I feel like if I say something, I'm gonna be you know caught out. And I feel like that's not always good because it, more information is always better. Um, so I feel like the biggest thing, and I'm I'm just doing that from my perspective. Um, and I'm I'm sure Stephen has a better perspective, but um. One is, you know, just not communicating enough. And then I guess two would be like um, not being aware of the field. Uh, I feel like there's too many times where I get kills out of bunkers that I should have never gotten those kills out of. Um, and it, it, I, feel, I feel like that goes for like all sides of the tournament. But like going to the can at the Texas event, you know, it's like, okay, the guy can easily get into the snake and he can easily shoot my pack without anyone doing anything. I need to play this can tighter, but I can't tell you how many kills I got out of the out of the guy in the can when I would go in the snake. It's like, dude, it's not that hard. And the guy heads up can barely shoot you. So it's like if you just get low and you play the can tight, you are fine. And people would still go in and play the can loose and get shot in their pack. And it's like, dude, that's simple field awareness that nobody would get that kill in pro. You know, you'd have to pinch that guy out to get get that kill. But yet people are just don't have enough field awareness to say, oh, this bunker is easily shot from this guy. I should play it tighter. So I guess those are two things. For sure. Let's see. Puma says, any input on getting started in competitive paintball? I have been practicing with the Omaha Jams squad, and they want me to join one of their teams. Yeah, Omaha Jams, they're some cool dudes. They were uh, at Cup. They were passing out uh, these green sunglasses with their logo on it. Dude, I still have those. Those are awesome. They're they're really cool dudes. yeah, they're they're uh they're a cool group of guys, and they're they they were um, a Max sponsored team, which was pretty cool. So I got to work with plenty of footage because uh, I made that Max video uh, for Charles, which also is another sponsor. So shout out to Max. Um, but yeah, um, you know if you're if you're looking to you know get started as a beginner, the biggest thing is just going out to the field. Um, that's how you develop relationships. That's how you can get on teams easier. Um, and you know, play, play points, dude. If you, if you can't, you know, if you're out there and everybody's playing points, get in as many points as you can. Um, because that's the only way you're going to grow and don't be afraid to go and dive into the snake and go to the other side of the field because you're going to get shot and you might as well get shot trying to do something versus sitting in a bunker that you're not supposed to be in, uh, not doing anything. So, uh, be, be, be willing to be the guy to go try and do things um become become comfortable in your body the more you play the more comfortable you'll be holding your gun diving um you know just doing all of that stuff and if you never try it you'll never know if you can do it or not so just go out there and try stuff and uh actually get to the field and play for sure especially if you're uh like playing competitive paintball for the first time just remember the if you attack you're gonna win that way more often than if you're like sitting in your primary and trying to play defense like go attack because you're gonna get the better angles and also like a bigger thing that i've found myself explaining a little bit to like our local d5 guys and some of the other squads like paintball yes it's a game of shooting but it's just as much if not more of a game of movement so like really focus on that movement aspect getting up the field 
uh, on the tapes and getting to those more advantageous positions so that you can get those kills a lot easier. Yeah, man. If you never shoot anybody, you can't win. All right. Uh, let's see. That pretty much does it for all of our questions in the chat. So uh, with our last thing, Matt, uh, this question is brought to us by Compete, which is Jell Stewart's brand of AC Diesel. Message him on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits for 10% off of your order of soft goods. So, Matt, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last shout outs or things you'd like to say before you sign off? Yeah, um, big shout out to um, all the sponsors, Lone Wolf, Max, um, Hormesis, and Enemy of State, and the current guys that are all um, you know helping the content happen, making um, making it easier for me to do giveaways and stuff like that. So those guys are awesome. Um, if you ever want to, you know, see more content like uh, for myself, channel members always get uh, access to uh, a bunch of exclusive content, and they also get entered in those giveaways. It's literally two dollars a month, and um, you know, you get entered into winning Hormesis headbands and Sandana headbands and, you know, my personal jerseys. So it pays for itself and there's over 30 videos in there. Um, so if y'all ever get bored and want to get more paintball content, it's, you know, just two clicks away. Uh, and then the biggest shout out and the thing that I will never, never not shout out is big shout out to Will from 40 Media uh, and Alex from 40 Media. Those are the guys that literally make my content um, happen. So I would not be anywhere as close to I am uh, of a content creator without them and just the willingness that that will has and alex has and myself have to grow and to take criticism and to do all of that and really just to bounce ideas off each other so if you're not following 40 media um which i guarantee a lot of people aren't go do it man because he is um he is the um you know the the wheels behind why the the car goes down the hill i guess so that's an awful analogy but uh you get what i'm saying he he really helps my content um happen for sure yep i'm i'm just double check to make sure i'm following him i was already following him yeah definitely go follow Good. 40 media yeah all right y'all yes that does it for our show matt thank you so much Everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to go follow Matt. That's at Matt the Gym Rat. That's two T's on that last rat. Uh, all one word on Instagram. Uh, it's right here on your screen, or if you're just listening to the audio recording, Matt the Gym Rat. Uh, what other guests would you like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on youtube.com slash at in the pits paintball podcast and recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple podcasts, and Spotify the next day. Want to give a quick shout out to my partners and sponsors, FU athletics, get that shot, paintball, Kumite compete, hustle town, paintball, and Hermes PB. We will see you all next week for episode 48, where we will have Ruben Maldonado and Damon Rippey of the Texas Titans D5 line. Uh, the Texas Titans D5 boys there on fire. They won Bunker Fest. Damon was the recipient of the MVP award. And then over in NXL uh, Round Rock, they got a third place finish. So these boys are definitely killing it. Uh, we're going to get some perspective from uh, these two that have been in the Titans program for a little bit now, get see like hey how their series is going so far how their season is and finally like just what it's like to be a titan so y'all we will see you all next week matt thank you so much